When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Justin McAwee. Because I was on campus and I had to appear like I was one of the cool kids, I would put the Star Wars book inside one of my textbooks so it looked like I was just studying for class. All right, look, there's only one return, okay? And it ain't of the king, it's of the Jedi. Vincent Francis Jankowitz aboard. I'm a glorified fact checker. Last I checked, the most runs in a game wins. Actually, I am a fact checker. And good props. If you look at most Bond fans' movie rankings, they have Casino Royale and Majesties in their top two. For me, these actually rank in the bottom part of my list. I mean, I love them, but they don't compare to Diamond Club Forever. No, stop getting Bond wrong! What's up, everybody? Uh, baseball and whatever, episode 84. I'm Justin. There's Vinny. Uh, we have a wonderful episode for you guys. We got a little bit of baseball talk. There's not too much going on. Cubs Con is this week, or Cubs Convention. The White Sox added a drinking lounge. I don't know. Vinny can tell us about that. Uh, Trevor Bauer was reinstated. Maybe we'll hear some thoughts on that. And um, yeah. I think that's about it. Otherwise, there's going to be a lot of football talk. If you're a Bears fan, we'll talk about Justin Fields. Is he the quarterback of the future? They got the first round pick after Sunday's game. Um, and we also have Wild Card Weekend, which is probably the most fun game, uh, f- fun weekend of games to watch uh, because there's just tons and tons of games. And they actually matter because they're playoff games. So we'll talk about that. And then we will jump into our whatever topic this week, which is the best 90s live action kids movies Vinny and I were both born in the 80s. You were born in the 80s, right, Vinny? 89, that's correct. Okay, that's what I thought. I thought you had the same year as my sister. Just snuck in there. Just snuck in. Just snuck in. So we will talk about that. Obviously, growing up in the 90s, we loved our 90s kids movies, so we'll talk about that as well. Uh, The stipulation was it had to be G or PG to be considered a kids movie. Um, I know my wife, Erica, Vinny's brother, or Vinny's sister, (laughs) was talking about... Mrs. Doubtfire, which actually, did you know Mrs. Doubtfire was rated PG-13? Yes, I did know that. Yes, I I did not. I did not. Great movie, but it doesn't quite qualify. So uh, we will jump into all of those fun things. But first, 
Like always, there's a variety of ways to contact the show. We love when we have people call in or comment or post or whatever. You can do that in a variety of ways. You can find us on YouTube.com slash Baseball and whatever. Like, share, and subscribe our videos. If you are a Twitch fan, we have Twitch.tv slash Baseball and whatever. You can tweet us. Probably the best way to get a hold of us because we are on that all the time on Twitter at Baseball and What. You can email the show, Baseball and Whatever at gmail.com or call in and leave us a voicemail or shoot us a text at 1-913-808-3278. That number again is 1-913-808-FART. Dynamite. All right. Uh, it is episode 84, so we need to figure out what uh, Chicago athletes that were infamous or famous or usually we don't remember them or we don't know who they are. But it is episode 84, so we're looking for athletes in Chicago that wore the number 84. Uh, I'm guessing they're mostly Bears, Vinny, because I can't think of anyone that wore the number 84. You got anybody for me? Yes. Um, All right, what do you got? Cubs, there's one. It's Tyler Leidendorf. Sounds like a Rowan Gardner kind of thing. No, I have no idea who that is. Okay. Um, (laughs) He second baseman, outfielder, third baseman. I don't know how many games. Oh, he played. No wonder why you didn't remember him. He played in one game. Oh, Um, God. Yeah, one played appearance, one at bat. Didn't do anything. So, yeah, not good. Um, He, yeah. 33 years old when he made his appearance at the Cubs. So well, I mean not, that's not, that's kind of cool, I guess. Against w- you for not remembering him. Okay, fair enough. I don't remember him either. Now for the <laughs> White Sox, you should. I mean. Oh yes, this would this be. Uh, who would this be? This would be um, what's his name? Tried it from the Cubs. Uh, uh, what he's a pitcher, starting pitcher, very yeah. good. Wish the Cubs had him, but they don't. Uh, warmer. Who is he, Vinny? Dylan Cease. Dylan Cease, thank you. I kept wanting to say Gavin Floyd, and that is not right at all. So, not even uh, close. Not even uh, close. Never played for the Cubs at all. It wasn't number 84. No. Yes, but all right. Um, On to the Bears. You got anybody you can think of? Uh, I know it would probably be a wide receiver. Uh, Let me think yep. here. Let me think. Let me think. Uh, Hold on. Still thinking. Not a lot of good ones. Oh, um, I had him on my fantasy team this year, uh, Cordero Patterson. Yes. Yeah, he was probably the only good one. Although, although is he technically a running back? I guess technically he's a running well, now he's back running now, back. right? Was he always a running back? Why am I thinking he yeah. was a wide receiver? I don't know. He was also a him. kick returner too, right, if I'm not mistaken? Yes, he was very good okay. at kick returning. Yeah, he, he got me a lot of points this year, so – yeah, he's he, been he's, good he's doing as well. Back for Atlanta. Yeah, he's doing good. Um, so, let's see. We also have Marquise Goodwin. Okay. Yep. Ryan That's Griffin, about... tight end, I think. Um, uh, no, I don't know who that is. Don't remember him. Brandon Rideau. Okay. Nope. Good hockey name there. It um, do- It is. It's a good French Bo- name. Yes. Bobby Wade. Remember Bobby Wade? Bobby Wade, yes, I do. He wasn't very good, if I'm not mistaken, right? No, he he wasn't. Um, okay. Before that, a bunch of crap. Um, Ron <laughs> Morris, uh, 87 to 92. That's uh, no, I have no idea who that is. Oh, this one's. I'm gonna butcher this name. Uh, Brian Bashnagel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
No, no. I have no idea. Wide receiver. I, no. Played played from when did he play? Uh, eight or no, seventy seven to eighty four. So I guess you wouldn't remember him. Right before they they won the Super Bowl. Okay. Does okay. It ring a bell? No, it and does then not. Bo Farrington would be the uh, only oh, notable oh, name. Oh, uh, Bo Farrington? Yeah, I remember him. No, I don't remember him at all. Oh, I was going <laughs> <laughs> You have to with that one, Who Justin? the hell is that guy? No clue. No one clue. One-time NFL champ. Wide receiver. No, oh, good for him. Good yeah. for him. Okay. Yeah. No, I have no, I have no idea it. who that is. No, not a clue. Not a clue. Yep, that, that. That does it for the Bears. Uh, let's see here. The Blackhawks did have one player. Okay. Can you guess that uh, what year was it? 2019. Oh, God. This is probably some rookie, I'm guessing. Yeah, uh, I've never heard of the guy, so let's just put it that way. Okay. Uh, hold on. Let me think here. Let me think. Oh, um... Oh, uh, um, he. I remember thinking he was gonna be decent, and he didn't do anything. Uh, Fortin, something Fortin. That is correct. Is it Alex, Justin. Alex Fortin, Alexander, uh, yeah, Alexandra Fort, Alexander. Yeah, Fortin. Is okay. it Fortin or fourteen? It. Yeah, I. I, I couldn't tell you. I want to say they used to say yeah. Fortin, well, but I, I could be wrong. You got it right though. I, I'll give it to you. It's well, thank enough. you. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, thank you. And that does All right. It. Wow. We're we're really I feel like with the pitchers scraping in particular, we're scraping the bottom of the barrel here. All right. Um well, uh we do have one comment. This was from last two weeks ago that I think was it last week? They're all running together now. Last week. Uh, last week we talked about um we had a lot a really fun conversation about entrance music for closers. Uh, and Ryan, you can find him on Twitter at baseball guy, Ryan. He said, I would go with my own worst enemy by lit and I'll just assume I'll blow the save. That is an awesome one. Also a great song. Um, mm-hmm. I know that came lit came up in our musical mayhem, uh, three episode, I believe too. If I'm not mistaken. And I think you have to pick that song when you go with lit there's yep. what else are you going to do? You, you can't, you can't pick some other, that's their, their mainstay. So, all right. Um, after that, I do have one. I guess this isn't really a hot take, but do you want to? Do you want me to share the results of our poll from whether or not which song of these would be better for a walkout for a closer? Because I have it right here. Oh, oh, you you have it. You have. I it. have it. I have the results of the oh. poll. I do. Oh, okay. Let let's let's hear these results. All right. From the poll. If you Jesus. didn't listen to last week's episode, you missed a lot. Miss a little. Miss a lot. Um. So, like I said, last week we talked about best closer entrance music for uh, Major League Baseball. And I don't remember the name of the pitcher because, really, it doesn't matter. But one of the songs I said was the best was this closer ha- came out to Beastie Boys' Paul Revere. Now, Paul Revere Brad is a great— Brad Hand, by the way. Brad Hand of the Cleveland—it was the Indians when he was on the team, right? I don't yes. think he's on the Guardians now. I, he, I don't even no. know if he's in the league anymore, to be honest. So— I uh, advocated that this would be an, a great song. It's slow. It's weird. It's one of those songs that you could just walk out. You don't have to run. You don't have to be like Heath Bell, who would run in from the bullpen in L.A. and San Diego and then slide onto the pitcher's mound, which was still strange. I'm surprised you never heard himself doing that. Um, and that was up against this was a song Vinny said 
would be good. This was never used by a closer, and I would argue probably will never be used by a closer. And that is Will You Be There, also known as the Free Willy song by Michael Jackson. And he's, he's staring at me right now. Wait, what is it? It should have won? Is that what you said? Won. All right, well, yeah. we had 36 votes on this poll, which was pretty good for us i would say uh and let me tell you Vinny, beastie boys won handedly 86.1 percent of the votes now Vinny's gonna say it's because i put the beastie boys on top which maybe yes. there's some there's some uh there's, some psychology to things. that hold on let, let me let me let me make <laughs> okay, my argument for myself all right <laughs> first of all you rigged it by putting beastie boys at at the top second of all you didn't even get the Michael Jackson song in there. It was all chopped up and everybody, it was all scrapped hey, together. You you one take word, that up take that you take that up word, with Elon Musk because I couldn't fit any more in there. <laughs> exactly. So what what are people gonna pick? The one word that doesn't make any sense any that they're sense? gonna have to try to read, or the one that's first and it says Beastie Boys, and they're like, Oh, Beastie Boys, I'll pick that one. Yeah, what, all right. I don't even know what the the second option was. <laughs> will you be will you be there Michael Jackson is what it says. Uh all one word. Yes. Yeah. Now, I will say I do not like the way Twitter handles polls uh because A, it's very short amount of, of characters you can put in the box. And B, I would love to be able to put pictures and just have have people vote by picture. That would make it so much easier. But good. they don't do that. I'm not Elon. I don't know. He might have bigger fish to fry at this point. So there you now, go, eighty six to thirteen. What we could have done was liked, you know, like it if ah. you want this one, or retweet if you want that one. But then again, you know, people might like it because it's easier instead of retweeting it. Yeah, I mean, I or know. they might like it and retweet it. I think we're gonna have know. to go door to door on this one. Yes, and we're gonna uh, have, to have <laughs> samples of the music to play for people. I'll st- I'll take the West Coast, you take the East Coast, and I'll meet you in the middle. I mean, like maybe like right. Kansas because, City I mean, or something. Because if you say you know, I don't even remember. The, I don't even know the title of the Michael Jackson one. I just know. Will it's you the free be there? Willy song. Exactly. <laughs> if you, you say that there? to somebody, they'll have no idea. But if you're like, it's in free, it's the Free Willy song. They'll be like, oh yeah. I, I almost that wonder one. if that I should have just so put much better than Paul Revere. I should have just put Free Willy by Michael Jackson, and and maybe that would have been better for you. Yeah. It I probably so. probably would have. All right. It probably would, well, have, it probably would have won. <laughs> Gotten all yes, the votes. Yes, it probably would have. You're right. Well, I would say if you are a fan of uh, baseball and music, I highly recommend. Go check that uh, that that's, that song. No, don't check out that song. It's not a good song. Check out that episode of our show because it was a lot of fun. All right? Uh, all right. song, too. It's a good song. It, you don't like the free Michael Jackson? Song? Yeah. It's okay. I don't know. I, I'm I'm not a real big '90s Michael Jackson fan. I'm more of an '80s Michael Jackson fan. You know, give me oh, beat it. Oh, look out! Hey, I only listen to the vintage <laughs> stuff. All right, before all the trials. All right. Anyway, uh, right around the time he was lighting his hair on fire, that's when I was into Michael Jackson. Actually, I wasn't born yet, so it doesn't matter. All right. Um. Where are we at next? Hold on. I'm, I'm all out of sorts here. Oh, by the way, before I forget, uh, I'm curious. People are going to have to write in and tell us what they did in their fantasy football. So I, I did not put this on the outline, but I have the trophy here. Vinny and I are in a family uh, fantasy football league with myself, our other brother-in-law, Greg, my brother-in-law, Jake, uh, Pretzel Vince, Vinny's dad, bunch of other relatives, Vinny's sister's in it. I think his sister-in-law's in it. One of his other brother-in-law's is in it. 
we call it the Smoke and Jay Cutler League because of our guy, Smoke and Jay Cutler. And I guess with the game being postponed and then canceled altogether, I was winning. T. Higgins got me enough points. The Cincinnati Bengals defense through the first quarter got me enough points. And according to the Yahoo League, I was deemed the championship winner. I should have taken a screenshot of it because it said I was the winner. So I was bestowed this this magical trophy, as you can see, and it's even got the ingrained. I don't. I, don't, I guess on YouTube you can see it. Smoking Jay Cutler. Um, I was given this amazing trophy. And then, lo and behold, at our Christmas get-together last weekend with Vinny's side of the family, uh, I think it was it Greg that checked? I think it was, it was Greg. Gre- it was Greg. All of a sudden he goes, Justin, aren't you bummed you didn't win? I said, what are you talking about? That trophy's mine. And then, lo and behold, because the game was postponed, Yahoo took those points that I had earned, fair and square, mind you, uh, they took them away, and then it said Vinny was the winner. So I guess technically, Vinny, can we we can be co-winners for this season. Um, That's okay. We'll and, just put a little asterisk next to your your name. Story of my life, page. having an asterisk next to it. Or we, uh, yeah, I'd say otherwise. <laughs> when we when we do get like the what it, was it your dad or you suggested we could get the wood burning kit and we'll burn both of our names into it for this season. I, so. I think that was Greg. <laughs> there you go, Greg. Greg's always got he's got great ideas. So yeah, needless to say, I wasn't yeah. happy with Greg after. Uh, he said that he ruined my uh, my good vibes this past weekend because of uh, that. But you still got anyway, the trophy. I still got the trophy. Yeah, but it doesn't feel legitimate. It feels like um, well, it shouldn't because you didn't legitimately, <laughs> legitimately win. It it feels like if like uh, I'd say if Barry Bonds won made it to the Hall of Fame, but that would probably be more legitimate than me winning this trophy this season. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> all right. Uh. Enough of that. We are going to get to the baseball talk. Vinny, hit it. Baseball. Welcome back to Major League Baseball. Sort of. Taking a look at Chicago's two favorite teams and other happenings around the MLB. All right. We got a small amount of baseball stuff for this week because, honestly, um... Yeah, I don't know. In terms of White Sox and Cubs, we don't have cooled down. The offseason has cooled down. There's a couple stories we can get to, and I just just remembered the big one that happened the other day that I was all excited about because I called it. Uh, first off, though, the Cubs, since we're primarily Chicago, the Cubs convention is this weekend. I've been kind of surprised at the amount of players that are tweeting that they're coming. A lot of them are guys I've never even heard of before that are in the farm system. I don't know if there's just maybe a higher amount of excitement because – this is the first time it's been back in what three years since of since COVID and the pandemic, yeah. I think. Sure. So that's kind of neat. Um, was the last year they had it uh, the marquee unveiling? Yes, where we got that wonderful picture soundbite with his goofy looking face. Yeah, saying, "Why yeah. are you booing marquee? You're gonna love it." Well, Tom, I can tell you, it's three years later. I'm still booing the marquee network. Nothing against the fine people that work there, but that channel sucks. Um. So, Vinny, what's the over-under on if they bring up Marquee, he gets booed again? Or do you think the Dansby Swanson signing bought him enough goodwill to make it through this convention? Um, I don't know. They're having a ricket, an ownership panel. That's yes, they are. ballsy of them. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know. Um, I don't know. I mean, they might mention Marquee, and I'm sure – I'm assuming people are still going to boo him if they bring it up. He would be wise not to bring up Marquee. Yes, he would. I'm assuming they'll bring up the sports book. I'm assuming yeah. that's going to get mixed res- 
reviews. I'm sure people are gonna, some people are gonna boo that. Sure. Um, let's see here. They they got Coca Cola. The yeah, was coming back to that was I, I was kind of odd of a big announcement they had on Twitter that they're gonna be having Coke products back at Wrigley Field. Okay, I'm I'm curious your take on this because your sister is like a Pepsi uh, diva. She will not drink Coke. Um, I I don't know about you growing up, Vinny. I honestly I heard that I'm like okay. As somebody who doesn't really drink pop anymore, unless it's like the weekend or it's a special occasion, like we, whenever my parents, my mom or dad went shopping and bought pop, we got whatever was on sale. So it was usually Coke or Pepsi would alternate. Sometimes RC Cola would show up in the fridge, and that stuff is disgusting. Mm. Let me tell you, I hate you RC. Like RC Cola? No, no, it's too. Oh come on, syrupy, too sugary. I don't know. Um, I think Coke's probably got more, oh, but sugary. So, yeah, it's yeah. So like, extra, I I extra, pers- like, five grams of sugar does it in for it you. It really sets me off. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but like, I never really cared or had an allegiance to one, so I was kind of surprised at how many people got all excited about this whole Coke and Wrigley Field thing again. Yeah. It's like I, okay, whatever. I, you know, I mean, I don't know. I, um, I, the, yeah. I will drink anything that's yes. cola. I don't care. If, even if it's like the Sam's Club Dr. Cola or whatever the off-brand. Mr. Pibb instead of Dr. Pepper. Of yeah. Um, yeah, exactly. I, I don't know. Sp- <laughs> Speaking of pop products, did you see Sierra Mist uh, is gone? They got rid of it? Now now Pepsi is making a, a – ago, I thought. Y- I guess they officially killed it this week because they changed the brand, and now it's going to be called Starry. That's, That's the name of the starry. Yeah, it's the same. I don't starry? know if it's the same form. Starry, S T A R R Y. Anyway, I digress. Uh, yeah, I, have you ever? You've never been to a Cubs convention, have you? I've not. Neither have I. Is that like something you? I was gonna say, like, I, as a kid, I didn't really care. As an adult, I think it'd be kind of cool just to to listen to the, the um the stuff and see the players and stuff. Like same thing with the Blackhawks conventions. I've never been to any of those, and I feel like those guys really. I mean, the Cubs convention was around long before them but i feel like the blackhawks really made a name for themselves with that thing when they started that in is it 20 2009 2008 something like that um so yeah i'll be curious what comes out um i'm excited to see some of the players that will be there it was it's really cool just to hear listen to them and hear them like for example i I watched the other day while i was running on the treadmill they had um tucker barnhart's um Zoom call where they announced his signing seems like a really cool dude. I've never heard him talk all these years. So like getting, getting to see the players in that light and see them kind of goof around with each other is pretty cool. Um, and I don't know if any major news stories are going to break from the convention this weekend, but, uh, usually I know NBC sports Chicago used to run some of it, which now it'll be all marquee that runs it. I would imagine. Um, so I'm going to have to download the app and find my buddy's password and log in illegally again, because, uh, I, I don't pay for marquee. So there you go. Um, You got any other cup stuff, Vinny? I <laughs> we are in the doldrums I, of yeah, uh, the offseason right now. Yeah, it's been really I got quiet. All right. Yeah. Well, uh, what about the White Sox? You were telling me they're, they built a new something uh, in, in the stadium. What did they build? What did they set up in the stadium recently? Yeah, the White Sox just uh, – was it yesterday – uh, or yeah, yesterday or earlier today, they unveiled plans for the new Upper Decker View Bars. Ooh! And it is uh, near sections 516 and 548, and they'll be open at the start of the 2023 season. 
Um, they're sponsored by Molson Coors. Um, oh. So I'm surprised they're not like the the banquet lounges the banquet. or the banquet rooms or something. <laughs> yeah, like that, something Coors on brand, yeah. Banquet beer. You would think they would go that route, but um, no, they call it the View Bars. Yeah, it's it's kind of weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just like I, a I, hole, and you can. It, it just looks like it's like a bigger, like you know, part of the you know concourse as you're walking into the, um, into the stadium. But it's just yeah. Now they have some seats there. It's not really. It's not like a good viewing area. I feel like I don't know how it'll look because um, the the renditions of it is very small. They have like two tables on each. Like they have a pillar separating in the middle of it and they have like two tables on each side there's not a lot of room there so i don't know yeah you can't fit a lot of people there you're not i mean who's gonna no look? i'm you're, yeah, I, yeah i'm looking at uh cbs news chicago they have like the digital mock-up of what this is gonna look like mm-hmm. and i don't i don't get it like what What's the purpose of this? This just seems like a little change just to make some news, right? Like, I know it's not. It's more than that. Yeah. But like you said, in this digital, like, uh, you know, rend- rendering of it, there's like six tables there, if that. Yeah. Like, there's oh. not, I mean, there's not even like a like a good area to kind of just stand and watch the game. Like, you can. No. There's the people that get the tables are going to be the ones like that get to see the, everything. And nobody yeah. else is going to be able to see anything. Yeah, no. I don't know how that's gonna work. It's gonna be. I don't. I don't know. I don't think it's. It looks that good at all. No, I don't. I don't really. Goofy. I don't understand. I did pull up the press release. Uh, Brooks Boyer, uh, the White Sox chief revenue and marketing officer, had to say this: "Quote: Baseball is built on community. We are focused on building new areas around the ballpark, designed to allow fans to meet up and experience this game in new ways. We wanted to create a unique experience for fans sitting in the 500 level concourse. These two new bars invite fans to customize their ballpark experience, providing open spaces to see the game from different perspectives. That sounds like a bunch of marketing crap to me. That um, yep, yeah, that that sounds like a bunch of." garbage but anyway hey if you're a white Sox fan you want to sit somewhere new um that like 15 people can sit in go for it have fun knock yourself out um reminds me a little bit of the if you've ever been to the united center for bulls or blackhawks games they got the bars on the corner sections of all the 300 level but even then there's a handful of tables and if you're not if you don't get there early just to stand and watch the whole game instead of sitting in your seat um i don't know i mean fine i guess like i don't know if i go to a sporting event or a game i want to sit and watch the game i don't want to sit in a bar and just drink or you know i can sit in my seat and eat and drink if i have to you know but um i don't know i mean it it would be it would be nicer if there was like an area where you could kind of like stand and watch you know because you're up and you're moving around you know you kind of want to stand and stretch your legs so it'd be a good if you're viewing it, if you want to view the game, have it be an open area where they can stand and watch the game. I, right. Whatever. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, there are it better just, spots to. Yeah, it's a good ge- place to watch the game. It's so I don't, I don't know the view bar. I, kind of I feel like if I'm going to go to a, a bar area at a White Sox game, I'm going to try and get up into the uh, the fancy place up and out in right field where our buddy Chris, a uh, friend of the podcast, used to work. Like up in that. Was it restaurant area? You know what I'm talking about. I don't know. I don't know what you call it, but um, that's that's the place to be. I mean, at least you're. It's nice and relaxed, air conditioned, and 
there's actually comfy seating up there so anyway i digress uh let's move on to just around the mlb first off and minor league baseball for that matter uh i saw this today i believe it was ken rosenthal tweeted this out or maybe it was john Heyman. i can't remember which one um the electronic strike zone is coming to triple a for all teams next season so i'm starting to think this is going to be in the majors in what within the next five years probably if not sooner i mean i would say it's, sooner it's it's I mean, gotta they're already, be they're already doing the bigger base base the base base paths um yeah next year and what else are they they're Got something out. I can't think of it. There's right so now, many. There's so many things in the minors that are being worked on for the pros. Yeah, implementing in the MLB next year. So yeah, I, I would assume probably less than five years. I would yeah. honestly say within three years they'd probably three? have that up there. If it, I mean, it was working last year in the. I forgot what. My, yeah, it was. It was some small league. Like yeah, that, in one of the West Coast, and I remember they were um, talking with Theo Epstein when he was at that game when they had it implemented he was being interviewed and it was he was talking about all the changes they want to do to um you know speed up the the process and everything so um yeah i, I would say within three years if everything goes well next year uh oh the pitch clocks and the other thing that's um, right yes that's what they're they're gonna have because i went to a minor league game last year and they had the bigger base pass and the the pitch clock so um yeah i'd I would assume if it's going to be in AAA next year, if everything goes smoothly, that's going to be here probably within three years. I would say. Yeah, I'm. I I think it's going to be a godsend. I think it's going to be a good thing. Um, I yep. I think you know if you don't want to lose, you don't want to lose umpire jobs. I totally get that. Um, so if that's the case, you still need somebody at home plate to make the calls for yep. you know plays at the plate. Um. I think that's fine. Just let them stand back there and do their thing. You know, check swings. You're going to have to, you're going to need them for that stuff like that. So I don't think it's that big of a change. I saw a couple people on Twitter, which is a bad reference, but like, Oh, I'm, if they do this, I'm not watching baseball. Bullshit. Like, come on, give me a break. You You know, notice it. No, you won't notice it at all. Just like, excuse me. Just like some of the other rule changes that have, that have happened over, over time. Right. Like the DH Mm -hmm. in the national league, which, you know, 20, 30 years ago, that would have been blasphemy, but like, okay. You know, I, as somebody, as a kid, I was like, Oh, the sanctity of the national league. And there's so much extra, um, you know, uh, you, you really got to plan your moves of ahead. And, and it's like a game of chess because, you know, if the pitcher's coming up to bat, do you do the double switch? And then now as an adult, it's like, yeah, I don't want to see somebody who can't hit a ball. Just, just take, don't let them bat. Right. You know, so exactly. I don't know. I, I think, I think it'll be fine. I think it's a good thing. Um, on a the more other, negative guide, what were we going to say? Um, the other rule change I just thought of when we were talking about the NL and the banning of the shift there, that's going to be yes. implemented next year. I, so I can't believe I forgot about that. That's, that's I don't know. One. I don't know where I'm, I'm curious. I don't remember if we've ever talked about this. Like I, for the longest time was against it because it made me so angry that, you know, these guys can learn to hit the other way. But if the shift has been around for what, 15 15 20 years now almost at this point i feel like it was the Been it was john that there's was it longer evidence of photos of ted williams being shifted against okay so like for the longest time i was like you know what these players need to adjust okay well in in particular the last 20 years i feel like when it's been the most noticeable these pl- the players are not adjusting so yes that's on them but all right well it's making for the game 
to become extra boring, in my opinion. So you know what? That's fine. Let it go back to you got to stay on your side of second base. I think that's fine. I think that's good, and it's going to provide more offense. It's also going to highlight some of the second base and shortstops that are really good fielding, more so than normal, I think, too. That's why I know the Cubs are going with such a big defensive approach with Dansby Swanson and Nico Horner now up the middle. So I'm, I, I think out of all of them, I'm really excited for that. I, I think that'll be a great way to make some offense. Also makes the game longer, which goes against what Rob Manfred's trying to do. So who the hell knows how that's going to work. But it might make the game more exciting, which means the time, um, you know, the, the time you're putting in isn't going to be so bad because there's a lot of stuff happening. You know what I mean? So, yep. I don't know. Any any other? I agree with any, that. Am I missing it? Yeah. Okay. Well, good. I'm glad. Um, yeah. One uh, one. I don't know. I would say this is a negative. Is uh, Jackass um, pitcher Trevor Bauer has been reinstated and then was promptly released by the Dodgers. So Vinny, a, do you think he should have been uh, reinstated? And B. Do you think he'll pick up with some other team, or you think he is persona non grata at this point? Um, if, if if MLB felt that he should be reinstated, then that's fine. They were the ones that handed him the True. the suspension. Uh, they did their investigation and suspended him. If they wanted to reduce that and let him back in, okay. Uh, everybody deserves a second chance. Sure. Is he going to find a spot on a team somewhere? Probably. Um, yeah. I don't know. Somebody where. will take him. I would be shocked if he's not picked up by somebody. Yeah. I think, you know, it, someone's going to take that flyer and give him that second chance. I don't know who that's going to be. There's a lot of baggage with them, a lot of negative media with them. Yep. Um, I Although there's a lot of people out there in the Twitter sphere that are perfectly fine with him coming back, and even Cubs and White Sox say that he should be signed. They should, you know, both teams should sign, you know, go after him because he's a top-of-the-rotation guy. Sure. Um, and he wasn't convicted, uh, blah, 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 blah. Although conviction and um, actually being guilty, that's uh, the two, two different, different things, things uh, yeah. in the court of law. Um, we don't need to get into that. Um, <laughs> no, but, no. But getting back to the the baseball part of it, when people say that he was a top-of-the-rotation guy, it drives me nuts because he was cheating with spider Tech that entire time. When he had his Cy Young Award winner, winning year, he was cheating. He was cheating into the season after. Then he was suspended. Then they said that they, while they were working up to banning sticky substances, you don't know how he's going to pitch. He wasn't that good with Cleveland and he started cheating after he got traded with uh, Cincinnati, I think that year. Um, And so, yeah, if you think that this guy is going to be an ace after not pitching for over an entire year and not being able to use his sticky substance, I think you're going to be surprised, but uh, who knows? Who am I to say that he's going to be garbage? Um, And uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I don't I don't think he's worth the risk, even, you know, money wise, not being a lot. I don't think that baggage um, and you don't know how he's going to pitch is worth it for. Yeah. Um, either team, really. I mean, yeah, yeah I, I mean, 
I, I think you're right, as much as it pains me to say it, because he just seems like a complete scumbag. And that's just my opinion. I, I don't have anything to back that up besides, you know, his well, media availability I mean, his and, past. and <laughs> his past. Yeah. Um, yes. Do people deserve a second chance? Yes. Um, now, if he comes back, I'll be honest, I don't want him anywhere near the Cubs just because he seems like yep. a complete nutcase. In ge- and this is prior to all these stories. He he was always yeah. a little, um, I don't I know. I never liked him before. The, no, the no, just seemed like, you know, march to the beat of a different drummer is being kind, I think. Um, he seemed childish. Yes. Very immature. So like I feel like. The baseball into center field. Yeah, that was that was not a good look. But like, okay, so personally, I wouldn't want him anywhere my, near my team. Now, if a team does take a flyer on him, like you said, and maybe he'll go to Pittsburgh and just rot there. Um, but say he he signs with somebody. Now, if something else comes to light or another instance of you know the harassment and allegations and assault comes up, okay, well you had your second chance. You shouldn't be anywhere near baseball now. In my opinion, that's just me. Yep. Um, and you know, I I hope to God that doesn't happen. But you know, you know, fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. I can't remember how Michael Scott says. Fool me three times. Fool me twice, strike three. Strike three. Yes. Yep. Um. So yeah, I don't know. Like I just. Like, and I think you nailed it. I completely forgot. We did a whole podcast episode in the very beginning all about the spider tech situation, which seems like an eternity ago at this point. Yeah. Um, that was like episode 20, maybe. I don't know. Anyway, something, um, like, that. something like that. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I don't want them near a cub, near the Cubs. If I'm a White Sox fan, granted, they need pitching. I just saw, um, oh, what's his name? Went to, went to Florida. He's not going to be a White Sox next year. Johnny Cueto. Johnny Cueto, thank you. I'm having a hard time with names lately. Uh, Johnny Cueto's uh, out, you know, so that, and he was he was a savior last year for the White Sox. So yeah. I could see, you know, <laughs> uh, not Rick Hahn, but, you know, Jerry Reinsdorf doesn't have the best gauge of good character guys, as we saw the last two years with their manager. So could I see it? Maybe. I hope I'm wrong. Maybe, um, well, maybe, maybe sexual assault is where Jerry – draws the line dui multiple duis Eh. sexual assault no uh both horrible things both horrible things let's let's not say well well i'm not even gonna get into that but anyway um yeah so we'll see what happens i don't know i i think if he does sign on with somebody i think it's gonna be closer to spring training i could see somebody trying to slip that in right before pitchers and catchers report and trying to make that like a friday at 3.30 p.m. news drop to try and kind of get through the weekend. But um, I don't think it's going to happen right away. I think it's going to take some time. And if he were to come out and do, like, some soul searching and and not in – well, admitting to things would be probably his best bet, but I don't think he's going to do that. But just kind of say, hey, I made some mistakes in the past. I'm trying to work through that. I think that would go a long way. But like you said, his personality, I feel like, doesn't allow him to do that. He doesn't have that kind of – conscience conscience is too strong of a word he doesn't have that mentality i guess fiber moral fiber would be a good way to put it yeah so we'll see uh i I have a feeling there's going to be more to the trevor bauer uh saga uh this season yeah yeah so the only other baseball story i had unless you got anything else carlos correa is a twin what did you want to say Vinny? i'm sorry i was just going to say 
might he might even he might even go further into the season like it did with uh Craig yeah. Kimbrell. Remember he was oh, yeah. signed a mid season. Mid season, yeah. Could be something like that where a team's gonna get desperate, they're gonna lose a pitcher and they're gonna be like, Well, he's still out there, might as he's well sign there. him and bring him in yeah. mid season. Right. Which I think would almost dampen it even more than yeah. sneaking him in but by spring training. Um That's true. Yeah, it'll be interesting. I think if he's not signed by spring training, it'll be a contender later on in the season that'll pick him up if they have a major injury. That's what I think. I think I could definitely see that being the case because then you can say, "Well, wh- what are we going to do? We need a pitcher, you know." And I think you get the fan base to buy in a little bit too, if it's a, especially if it's a team that is in the in like a pennant race or wild card race. Yeah, they might well, be like willing to the Cubs put that aside. In Chapman, yeah, he had issues. He yeah. had domestic issues, and yep. they brought him in and. Yeah, people we, look the other way a little bit. Yeah, we all, we all, we all did. You know, sat there, and cheered him on in the World yeah. Series. Uh, we all did. Yeah, it. yeah. That's that's a that's a very good point. Um, all right. Well, speaking of players that we don't have to cheer on because they're not Cubs and they're not White Sox, but they are, he is back in the AL Central. That is Carlos Correa. The Carlos Correa adventure has ended. He leaves the Mets. Well, he never signed with the Mets because they couldn't work out a new deal. And he goes back to the Twins. Uh, I need to pull up his uh, his actual deal. It is less. It is seven years. Six years. Six oh, years. Thank years. you. It is a six-year contract worth $200 million with a vesting option that could push it to 270 So he gets a six-year contract. Uh, which is a far cry from the 12 and 13 year deals he was shooting for with both San yeah. Francisco and New York. Um, obviously, Minnesota has a much more um, closer uh, history with him, so they kind of know what to expect. Also, I think six years, you might be more willing to take a gamble on that because it's not like, you know, six years, you might have an idea of where his plate and his leg is going to be. How is that going to be causing him pain, mm-hmm. perhaps? 13, 12, 10, 11, 12, 13 years. You have, I mean, that's that's a decade away. No you idea. have no idea what's yep. going to be happening, right? So, um, yeah, I, you know, I it made sense once the Mets stuff was happening. I think Steve Cohen kind of had to do a little bit of a mea culpa a little bit because he was out there saying that, you know, this is the guy that's going to solve our problems. This is what we've been missing. Um, and, he leaves because he didn't get what he wanted. So, you know, good for him for, for getting what he – well, he didn't exactly get what he wanted, but good for him for still getting no. a decent contract. Uh, $200 million is nothing to sneeze at. Um, do you think that makes the Twins still the uh, – well, no, they weren't the leader of the division. You think that may, that pushes them no. ahead of the White Sox <laughs> or no? You think no, that puts them in second place in the so. division? No. What's that? Does that put them in second place in the division, you think? The Twins? Yeah. Because no, I don't think it puts him in, or puts, you think it puts him in first? I don't think it puts him ahead of the Guardians at all. No, I didn't think I so either. Okay, I, I would have to say it's going to be the Guardians and the White Sox. Okay, for first and second, I I, <sighs> I don't see the Twins doing anything. Yeah, um, just because they have Correa, they didn't last year, and they had yeah. him. So, well, in in last year was so weird because they were in charge of the division for what at least three quarters of it, and then they just kind of fell off a cliff, and then they you know were fell they? behind the White Sox. Didn't I they? don't know. I don't or were they, they were, I thought they were, were in they? first for a good chunk of the, at least for like half a year I thought they were in first. Oh, I guess so. I don't know. It's it's, uh, it's like been a while. Gosh. I was more focused on the White Sox not doing like just not moving. Not doing anywhere. anything. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Good point. 
Um, but I guess, so yeah. I guess they they were they were in first. I, it was it was all back and forth. I feel like yeah, in all three of them. Yeah, um, you're right. You're I don't right. think anybody really had it for too long of a time. But no, yeah, I don't think I, I don't. think you're right. Well, uh, as exciting as the baseball talk has been this week, we do have something more fun to talk about, especially if you're a Chicago Bears fan. So let's get to the football talk. Manures of the Midway. <laughs> Where the guys talk the pile of horse crap that is the Chicago Bears. I mean, when you consider the other choices, manure is actually pretty refreshing. <laughs> All right. Um, so the Bears lost. That was a pretty bad game. I, I turned it on for maybe for maybe for like a quarter. Uh, and then I was more glued to the Texans game. Um, Lovey Smith did the did the Bears a solid. Supposedly he knew he was out the door already at this point. Do you believe that? I do. I I, I sent that text to yes our group message and mm-hmm. I, I I saw that I saw the outcome of the game and I saw how it ended. Him going for it, hail mary, and then going for two points. Not two. even trying to take it to overtime. He wanted to yeah. win the game right there. I thought for sure because they had said that he had talked with. Uh, McNair, I think, uh, the owner of the mm-hmm. Texans earlier that week to plead his case today. I'm like, yeah, ooh, I bet you he knew he wasn't going to be around because it, if you're the Texans and you, you're a coach and you know you're going to be, be back, you want the first pick. Yeah, and exactly. He literally was playing not to get the first pick. That is probably his maybe his best win as the Bears uh, for the Bears. Uh, <laughs> Maybe right there behind the yeah. NFC Championship game. I, I, mean, I mean, that. Do you think he's kind of torched any chance because of this to get another head coaching job, or do you think his his team's not playing well torched that chance? Because I mean, uh, he he didn't do well. I, he didn't do I well in the NCAA. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I. I, I mean, know. the I Texans are a garbage team anyway, so. Yeah, I don't I mean, know. He's kind of like he was in the Matt Eberflus kind of, you know, he didn't have a lot of talent around True. him, and True. he was expected to. I mean, with that roster, where they, I, no one was picking him to do anything with no. that roster. I, th- I think maybe, I, well, because he went out winning and kind of screwed him over. I don't know how that plays yeah Yeah, i guess it more it was more of a middle finger to the owner than necessarily a gm yeah another gm could could pick them at his own at their own accord um you know gms and owners don't necessarily go hand in hand but maybe the owner steps in and be like i don't want that guy because he screwed over the texans owner and you know i'm buddy i'm golf buddies with him or something yeah i don't know how close these owners are it seems like a good boys club but um yeah i don't know so I don't think he, I don't think he's going to get another head coaching job just because it just seems like he's kind of done as a he's head done. coach. Like he had yeah. his time in Tampa, went to Illinois, didn't do well there, and you know, I mean, granted, he didn't have the greatest teams at Tampa and the Texans, but I mean, I don't know. I think it. I think Lovey's probably best suited as a coordinator going forward. I, th- I yeah, I could see him still signing on somewhere as a DC. I, I think I think there's po- a possibility there. Who who that is? I mean, the guy knows how to run a defense. Uh, but like you said, yeah. he didn't have anything in Houston. Didn't really have anything in Illinois when he was a college coach. So 
Um, and obviously the recruiting, the recruiting for Illinois, I feel like has got to be weird because they haven't been good for so long. I, I, I can't imagine. I feel like a lot of Illinois recruits probably go out of state, I would think. So I don't know. I could be I wrong, agree. but, yeah. but, uh, well, okay. So that leads us to the second point. Uh, he, he won the game for the Texans, which bumped the bears up to the first round draft pick Vinny. It's draft night. You're Ryan Poles. I almost said Ryan Pace. <laughs> you almost said uh, Pace. <laughs> you're Ryan Poles. You're on the clock. What do you do with the first round pick? Knowing Justin Fields is sitting there. And again, I will die on this hill. He is a good quarterback and I think he can be a star. He just needs talent around him. So what do you do with that first round pick if you're Ryan Poles? Hands down, I'm drafting Bryce Young. I'm going to really? convert Justin Fields to running back um, because that's what his best position is. No, I'm I'm kidding. Anybody that says that is a complete moron. No, what I'm doing if I'm Ryan Poles is I'm taking, I'm going to work that pick and try to sell that off to the highest bidder, which it could be either Texans. Um, try to create as much draft uh, rumors out there that the Texans really like some quarterback that the Colts really like and try to pit them against each other because they're in the same division. Yep. Uh, I think the Colts are at four um, and Texas Texans are at two. So right there you can pit them against each other. Hopefully the Colts will give up. Uh, I think they have a four and a 12. It'd be great to get maybe another one for next year because they probably yep. won't. Well, Maybe they'll be good, or maybe you can get one of their players. They have pretty talented defensive players. They got some good offensive players. Um, yeah, I would sell that thing for the highest one. If the Texans have the best package, get the second pick. Heck, trade that second pick and get more picks. Yep, would be an ideal scenario. Drop back because you know if there are plenty of teams that need a quarterback. I think yes. I looked at it. It was maybe uh seven to ten teams mm -hmm. uh could use a quarterback i yeah i would look again okay i got the second pick of cj stroud's out there anybody want him you know you yeah. want to jump somebody else there you go get some more picks um again this team for the people that are saying the bears need to draft bryce young because you know they believe in their you know their fibers that justin fields is not an nfl quarterback because he he can't do whatever they think he needs to be doing um yeah and the, the bears should take the number one pick and draft bryce young bryce young is going to be in the exact same situation that justin fields is in and it's going to be exactly worse because he's going to be a rookie yes behind nothing uh, granted they can add they're gonna add they should add a lot in free agency but still they need a lot there's there was clear offense and defensive lines need to be pretty much rebuilt you mm -hmm. can only do so much in free agency um they're still gonna have holes everywhere you're gonna need probably a linebacker you're gonna probably want somebody maybe another player or two in the secondary um yeah, the wide receiver is a big hole. Uh, you know, they could probably use another tight end. I know Cole Komet started flashing this year. That's great. Yes, he did. But, you know, yeah, you still you need, might need somebody, you know, a, a different type of tight end. I, I don't know what tight end for or position he technically plays a U or a Y or whatever that is. Yeah. Um, but, you know, get somebody that can compliment him because um, they really didn't have anybody last. It was kind of him and nothing really yeah 
Um, so, you know, they might need a running back. I don't know if they're going to sign Montgomery. They have holes all over. Quarterback is, I mean, even if you don't like Justin Fields or say, oh, he's got a lot to work on. Um, okay, that's fine. He's got stuff to work on. You need to improve the talent around him to figure out if you have it. And because you have so many holes other places, drafting a quarterback should be at the bottom of your list. Because he is, I think his, his you know, at, at worst, he's going to be an Andy Dalton type of yeah. good, okay, good level. That's like the, his floor is okay, yes. good. Like, he'll be a, a franchise quote-unquote quarterback build around. not the guy that can carry you to the super bowl but he'll be sure. good enough to put up decent numbers that's i think it probably his you know floor i think we've seen enough from him to know that his ceiling is is above and beyond uh you know can be that elite franchise quarterback whether well, it's a hall of famer i don't know sure um you know he could be get injured and stuff but i think he's good enough where that that potential's there that that's yes. something you want to keep going with why and again we talked about last week why would ryan poles be stupid enough to start his gm clock and get especially with the new president coming in yes um, yes so again there's a lot of stuff that yeah there's yeah, no way they're gonna take they're gonna take i hope their, not if Bryce Young. I, I'll be honest, if if they do, I was I, I listen to I listen to a bunch of God. I feel like that's all sports radio talks about is the Bears. I'm so exhausted of Bears talk already, and this is gonna go on for like another four it's months. Just started. It's just starting. Um, I they had some people on, you know, pundits and talking heads from different networks come on, and it just seemed like I I don't. One of the one of the talking points for them to get Bryce Young was like, oh, well, it resets the clock. And now you have three years of his entry level deal where Justin Fields only has one year left. And now you're going to have to pay him. But that's the whole point. You have money because you have the largest amount of free cap space yep. now. And why? Like you said, I've, I've thought about this, too. Like, OK, Russell Wilson, when the Bears were trying to trade for him, granted, he wasn't good in Denver this year, but I don't think that was all his fault either. He could have come here and he would have played the same because he had no one around him. He had garbage mm -hmm. in front of him, behind him, to the side, everywhere you look. He would have looked like crap. You could take, um, even if, if if the Bears had drafted Patrick Mahomes, I would I would argue Patrick Mahomes would not be as good as he is in Kansas City if you plucked him and put him in Justin Fields' spot this season. He would probably mm -hmm. still be good, similar to what Justin Fields did. Better, obviously, but he's not going to be this future hall of famer because he's got no help so it just it's so infuriating um mm -hmm. I, I i'm gonna i'm gonna make a big swing here Vinny. if they trade justin fields and start all over i might have to renounce my bears fandom that's bold i, I um. that's bold i i think i'm willing to stake it uh because that team just that organ nay that organization just constantly makes mistakes and i'll be honest who the hell am i i've never played football besides madden um in 2k i don't know the ins and outs but like 
you for the last two years, especially this year when we the Bear, Bears fans, myself in particular, I knew they were going to be garbage. But the whole thing was show me Justin Fields making improvements so that I know the future is positive. He did that in spades, in my opinion. Every game, no, but a majority of the games, he looked phenomenal despite not having anybody to, to work around. And if one more person tells me, well, he can't throw. He can't throw to anyone because, A, no one is good enough to throw to. Darnell Mooney was hurt for, what, half the season? And that's their number one. I would argue Dar since November. 20th. Since November. Darnell Mooney on a good team is probably a third receiver. In my, what I Maybe second, but he's definitely not a number uh, one. Second at, at best, yeah. At third, best. Third or second. So when your your number one guy, who's not really a true number one, is hurt for the majority of the season, and the rest of the team is made up of nobodies and practice squad people or guys that were, I don't know where they found them, and then you're gonna say mm -hmm. that that's that's what we're gonna base Justin Fields off of throwing? No, when he was when he made successful throws that randomly were caught, I think Cole Komet was their number one receiver this year, which is insane to me, and I think he only had like five or six hundred yards, which is a joke, but. That forced Fields to run more. He's not normally that much of a running quarterback. So just knowing he's got that skill and then you give him guys to throw to in conjunction with, and this is huge, an offensive line that isn't a freaking sieve, um, mm -hmm. I think that makes a big difference. So you keep him, like you said, I think you nailed it. Trade to the trade with Indy to get the second pick. I mean, Eberflus worked in that organization for how long? He should know, guys, that he wants to bring over if that's the case. And then if you do get the second-round pick from whoever, turn around and trade that so you get three or four first-round picks for this year or for next year or whatever and start to plug those holes and spend the money. Don't spend all of your free cap money this offseason because, like we said, you're going to need to pay Justin Fields if, if they keep him around. But Oh my God, if they start all over again with a new quarterback and then next season, it's going to be learning that scheme again. And the Jaguars are a perfect example. They had Trevor Lawrence. They had nobody around him last season. They finally put guys around him and now they're in the playoffs. Are they lighting the door, you know, lighting the world on fire? No, but it's a process. So that's all I have to say. But I, if, if they do make this big move and trade him and start all over, that might finally be the final nail in the coffin. It's been getting close. Like I, Ryan Pace did a number on me. He he really did a he number really on did. my. He did. I can't. Oh God. Anyway, I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't, that's all I, don't I got. Know if I could go as far as renouncing my fandom <laughs> of the Bears, if okay. Ryan Poles does that, I I will. If he trades Justin Fields, I would assume that that was the best offer on the table. True. Is what it True. would be. And he, but he even said in his presser that he has to he's going to have to be blown away Loud. by the quarterbacks yeah. to consider him. Yeah. So if if they blow him away that much and he has that strong of a conviction, I you know, that's fine. Like I really like Justin Fields. I'll be sure, super so bummed about it, but at the same time all right, like this is this is what it is, and right. There's a new president. There's a new sheriff in town. New so sheriff you in know town. What? If you don't, if this doesn't work, you know your seat's gonna be really hot if you pick a quarterback. Uh, yeah. With the new new president in town, so yeah, I guess I'll just I'll I'll roll with it, and I'll be exhausted from it. But um, yeah, I guess yeah. you know I'll I'll roll with it. I won't leave, but yeah, I I agree. 
Um, and also the people that are saying the Bears need to clean house. Um, oh it's my just god! Ridiculous. With yeah. with the the they were what one in seven. I saw the stat. They were one in seven in one score games this year. That that's a big difference. You know, if they win half of those, they're yeah. middle of the pack. Right, and, which you know, is where you don't want to be. Exactly. Um, yeah. So you you got that. You had them playing hard every week for a bunch of practice squad guys pretty much um yep. you know that that was a testament to the coaching staff yes. another thing i think i saw they had they had a they led the league in rookie snaps and the amount of yes. snaps that rookies yes i think ryan Poles mentioned that today or mentioned that this week it too was if a I'm not thousand mistaken. a thousand more than the next closest team a thousand more rookies that's insane got snaps that's insane. Then the next closest team. You know what else they were? They were the third least penalized team. That's they excellent. They averaged four point seven penalties per game. Atlanta was the least penalized per game team at four. The Bears were uh, looking at their difference from last year. They were six point two penalties per game. So they they dropped one point five, which the difference is the third. Uh, largest difference in wow. the least amount of the, the ga- difference in uh, gap of the penalties from one year to the next. That's and, excellent. Yeah, and I think the Chargers led. At, they were they were two less than the two less penalties per game than the year okay. before. But the Bears had less technically penalty. They were at four point eight penalties per game this year. And Chicago's at four point seven. So I again, Chicago technically beat them because they had less penalties and almost, uh, I think, a half half penalty uh, difference between gotcha. uh, Charger. But I mean, that that's a testament to coaching. And I think they had only one. I think I heard that on the radio. They had one um, unsportsmanlike conduct penalty against them this year. And mm. that was, or maybe it was two, and one of them was the wiping of the field with the towel, which oh god, really counting. It's not you know, forgot it's not about that. Typical yeah, not yeah, like a trainer, so to speak, uh, right. in Green Bay, uh, yes. like they like to do there. Yes, um, but yeah, so that, that's just a testament to the coaching. So I don't think they're they might get rid of Allen Williams, defensive coordinator. He didn't look too good. You know, his no. schemes weren't that good. Um, maybe they bring Lovey in as defensive coordinator. Be, you know, what give him a, job what a crazy story out. would that um, be? Yeah. Hey, you got us the first round pick. Here you come on in. Yeah. Right? Or or wow. maybe they bring Lovey in as some sort of, uh, you know, def- defensive specialist or, sure. you know, schemer Linebacker or something coach, like that. I don't know. Yeah. Um, you know, I, you know, I don't, maybe they'll make some changes at coordinator. I don't think Getsy's gone. I don't think no. Alan Williams is going to go, you know, again, they didn't have a lot of talent there. I think if anybody has, is going to go, I think it would be Alan Williams just because it mm-hmm. was, the scheme didn't look, they, they couldn't get any sort of pressure. Um, no. and it looked like everything that every time they called the blitz, it was getting picked up yeah. again. That could be talent wise. And, uh, Matt Eberflus might give him one more year. Sure. Um, Sure. When they get some talent to to let him do his thing, so who knows? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's going to be exciting with the first pick. It's going to be nauseating with all the. Are they going to trade Justin Fields? They should trade Justin Fields. All that that garbage because they shouldn't trade him. So um, yeah, yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting uh, to see what they do draft night. 
It will be. I'll be excited. I'll be glued to my TV. That's for sure. Um, all right. It is Wild Card Weekend, so we have to make some predictions real quick before we get to our whatever segment. So, Vinny, we have the 13 and 4 49ers versus the 9 and 8 Seahawks. Who do you have in this game? I will take the Niners. I will as well. The my, the Seahawks have always been like my closet favorite, or not cl- not favorite closet team because that's who I always played with in uh, Madden. Warren Moon uh, was my guy. Uh, but yes, I will take the 49ers as well. They are on a roll. Uh, I I think the the Seahawks have been a great story. I was watching a behind the scenes thing with Pete Carroll, kind of talking to the team after they won and made it to the playoffs, and it was really cool. I don't know. Pete Carroll still seems like a, a goof goofy dude to me, um, but. Uh, yeah, there you go. All right, next up we have the Chargers who were ten and seven versus the nine and eight Jaguars. Who do you think takes this one, Vinny? I'll take the Jaguars this game. Ooh, any particular reason or just going for the uh, underdog? I, I just feel like the Chargers are frauds. Yes, I, I really don't. Yeah, I'll, I'll. I think you're right. I'll take the Jaguars. I I think you're right. Um. Yeah, I, I don't think uh, the Chargers are as good this year as their record says. And 10 and 7 is good, decent. But all right. Um, next up, we got the 13 and 3 Bills versus the 9 and 8 Dolphins. Vinny, who you got? Bills. Yes, I think the. You know, I think with everything that happened with Damar Hamlin and, and the way the coaching staff handled that so well, and, you know, he's doing good. Um, I really think this could be the Bills' year. After the four years of making it to the Super Bowl and then not winning any of them, I'm 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 thinking this might be their year. So we'll we will see. Uh-huh. But uh, oh, I just messed up the formatting in the doc. Anyway, all right, Fine. that's all right. Okay, uh, next up we got the nine seven and one Giants versus the thirteen and four Vikings. Vinny, who do you got? I got the Giants in this one. Yeah, me too, actually, oddly enough. I don't know if it's just because I'm excited to see the Giants back in the playoffs. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. I, is Brian Dable yeah, is their coach, right? The Vikings are what? Isn't Brian Dable Brian the Dable? Giants coach? Yes. Yep. Okay. Yeah. I'm sorry, what were we going to say? Go ahead. Play caller. I just think the Vikings are just – God, they're, they're so fraudulent. They're even worse than the Chargers. I mean <laughs> – I think their their point def- differential was negative for the year. Yes, I saw so, that. Well, actually, I th- no, I think the the Bears game. I think the Bears. Oh, game that kind it, of. But yeah, yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right. Going in, but going into the you know going into that game, they were a negative point differential because they got blown out by Green Bay the week before. So, yeah, I'm gonna say Giants in that one. All right. Uh, I will. We we. Wow, Vinny. We have tied. We have matched up. Both. All of our predictions are the same. So this should be make for good. Uh, good. Good. Good audio. Not next time. All right. Uh, we have the twelve and four Bengals versus the ten and seven Ravens. Uh, I believe Lamar Jackson has been out the last four or five weeks. Uh, Vinny, who do you yeah. got for this one? I'm gonna say Bengals. Yeah, uh, me with too. Lamar Jackson being out. Um, I just think that they're the team to beat right now. Um. Yeah, I think outside of outside of Kansas City. Um, yes, I think the the Bengals are probably two. Even with the Bills and everything that was going on, I think yeah, the Bengals are they're playing good right now. Man, Joe Burrow is just so good. He man, I, mm-hmm. I like him as a quarterback. All right, and then lastly for Wild Card Weekend, Cowboys twelve and five versus the eight and eight Bucks. Is this Tom Brady's swan song, or does he does he pull one out of his uh, trip bag of tricks? 
Oh, it's uh, Cowboys are going <laughs> to. I think you're right. Yeah, I think the Cowboys are going to steamroll them. Um, and to be honest, I would probably laugh and I wouldn't mind it either. I don't know about you, but. Yeah, All right. Don't care. Well, next week we will see if Vinny and I were correct. We'll see how many we were able to pick. But now it's time for some fun. Vinny, let's move on to whatever. Now it's time for whatever. 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 Whatever you want. Whatever I want. Whatever, dude, irrelevant. Whatever, dude. All right, Vinny, take it away. Welcome to whatever baseball, whatever. This week we are counting down or counting up, ranking our top five 90s live action kid movies rated PG or G. Um, no cartoons are allowed. Um, if you remember, in episode 64, we did just 90s kid movies rated PG or G, which was a mistake that we <laughs> said in the episode that we needed to nar- narrow it down. 20 episodes yes. later, here we are narrowing our de- list down. Um, Justin, I don't know about you, but I actually went back and looked at my list. Oh, uh, did you? In the prior episode. Okay. I um, the My top four from that list um, – were all live action movies, so okay. I decided to not pick any of those. Oh, um, look at you! There were so, so many good '90s movies that I could probably make up a '90s list without, uh, with a top five list without selecting those. So I did not select those. My top four last uh, time out was Good Burger, Cool Runnings, Rookie of the Year, and Mighty Ducks were one through four okay. in that order. Um, and yeah, so I decided not to pick any of those this time okay. around. I don't know about you. Uh, I I was going to try and do that, but there's a couple movies on my list that like are just so important's not the right word so influential to me that i had to keep a couple but i'd say there's two or three that i did mix in and i have plenty of honorable mentions we can talk about as needed as well okay all right justin do you want to start it i will start us off all right uh my number five um i was not uh when we had cable at home i was a nickelodeon kid i was not a uh, disney kid we did not have disney channel back then because for whatever reason, you had to pay extra for Disney Plus, Disney Channel, almost a Disney Plus, Disney Channel. But we did have Nickelodeon, and that was my channel of choice, even over Cartoon Network. I was not a big Cartoon Network kid either, um, and really? I loved all that. I'm sure you know where I'm going with this. All that was one of my favorite shows because I loved watching Saturday Night Live, probably at way too young of an age, and all that was just a kid's version of Saturday Night Live. Um, so I have to go with Good Burger, like that movie. Nice. Abe Vigoda, Keenan Thompson. Why am I starting with Abe Vigoda? Keenan Thompson, Kel Mitchell, <laughs> Abe Vigoda. Um, Shaq is in it. Sinbad, Sinbad is incredible. I love I love me some Sinbad. Uh, Sinbad's How- great. Houseguest is another movie. I think Houseguest is PG-13, though. Otherwise, that would have been on my list as well. Now I'm going to look and see. If it's if it's PG, I'm going to have to swap some things around here. I think uh, it's PG-13. No, it's, it's PG-13. One of my favorite movies, I think. I think I bought that on DVD a couple months back just to have. Anyway, um, so good. One of the few, I feel like anytime you have a TV show or a kid's show in particular that becomes a movie, it's not usually good. Um, mm-hmm. And maybe, maybe adults back in the 90s thought this was the dumbest movie, but I would still argue that this is a fun movie 
even as an adult mm-hmm. growing up from then, uh, you know, the, the burger car um, fighting with Mondo Burger next door because they're putting, um, you know, what would you call it? I don't remember what the chemical was that they're putting in the burgers to make them grow larger. Um, Trianthethal. Trianthethal. That's right. Well that done, right? Vinny. Like that. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then the fact that they sneak into Good Burger and try and put, I believe they call it shark poison in in it was the shark food, poison. Yes, you're which right. It just seems like such a weird pull sauce. for in Ed sauce. Yes. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, I, I, I just, it's such a good movie. Like it's so silly mm-hmm. and supposedly they're working on some type of sequel or something. Cal, Cal Mitchell really? and Kenan Thompson have been very coy about it. A couple months ago, they talked about it. Um, they had a, an SNL skit recently that was them at mm-hmm. good burger and Cal Mitchell came back and kind of reprised his role as Ed for like a brief, two or three minutes it was very short um and then something came out a couple weeks later after that they're like yeah we think good burger fans are going to be really excited for what we've got cooked up for them so most people have taken that as some type of sequel i i don't know if there's a market for a sequel i don't know how many people our age you're going to get to go see a a good burger sequel but maybe if they have kids they'll bring them but um that is why that is my number five that is a movie that even when it's on today i will leave it on i think they call those remote droppers where you just leave it on and let it play that is a movie i will let play even if i'm not watching it just having in the background because it's it's just fun so there you go nice yep yeah i mean that was number one on my list last time that is a great movie um yes the ed in the shake machine um, yes when he's trying to fix it <laughs> that's me yes. doing my best at strawberry jacuzzi um <laughs> whoa yeah, I, exactly i love that i always wanted to know what ed sauce was like, yes it looked really good i'm it sure it was just really Thousand good island dressing yes um, yeah but yeah i always loved that that was great yeah sinbad was hilarious in that um that movie the the mondo burgers everything you said was great um i i do yeah, i, I love and i think movie. i used it as I used it as a gift for one of the Twitter posts this week for this topic. And it was yes. when I think it's Keenan Thompson's character is having him sign the contract about, he's going to make so much money, uh, percentage of money off of, um, to help off Ed. of Ed's sauce. Yeah. Yes. To help him. Yes. And Ed's reading through the contract. And goes, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, I know some of these words. Yes. Okay. Yes. Like, you know, trying to be sound as smart as he can, but clearly he's, you know, he's not the brightest crown in the box, but still a good guy. So yes, that's my number five best nineties kids movie uh there you go nice yeah and who's the when they go to the uh like insane asylum who oh is the george clinton that's it george yes. Clinton's in it yes yes um, that was and yeah that was kind george... of like a uh one who flew over the cuckoo's nest uh yes type of their rendition, it, it really like is it. and i never even thought of it that way um he is still alive he is 81 uh which wow he is a lot younger than i thought he was in the movie but um yeah, that 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 dance scene just comes out. Of, I feel like it comes out of nowhere. It's like, you know, Ed right. being Ed, and then he's getting the he's uh, Keenan Thompson's getting the guards to dance, and then they have to be thrown through the window, the reinforced glass to. What, right. I think the insane asylum was called Demented Hills. I believe is what it was called. I think so, right? I and then there's right. the 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 car chase with the security, and they're in they're in the ice cream machine, and Ed's throwing ice cream at the security car, chasing them, yep. and it, I could go on and on. So there you go. Yep, that's great. All right, what about um, you, Vinny? My number five is a Sinbad movie as well. Ooh. It is First Kid. 
Uh, oh. I don't know if you remember that one. Sinbad is a uh, Secret Service agent, and God, I'm trying to remember how the movie started and why. And what he, I think he was just like had a desk job, and then he thought he was like trying to work his way up to be guarding the president, okay. um, Sinbad's character, and then Sinbad took over for um whoever was guarding the first kid um and it just you know this kid is just a pain in the ass um (laughs) to deal with and uh yeah sinbad you know obviously it's a kid's movie so sinbad becomes friends with this kid and helps him out um the kid's kind of a dork um people pick on him that's why he's kind of a jerk to everybody else um but yeah it's it's a good movie uh i well, I love Sinbad. Uh, like you said, House Guest, that would probably be on my list mm-hmm. if, um, you know, that was a PG uh, movie because I love that. That was probably my favorite Sinbad movie. But uh, First Kid was always really good, and I love Sinbad in that. I, I feel like this is not – I mean, I when we were kids, like Fridays, if we were good, we would – you know, my mom would take us out to McDonald's for lunch because we got to come home for lunch at our school, and then – after school, we would go to Blockbuster when it was Blockbuster or uh, Hollywood Video was pretty big out here. And we would always mm-hmm. rent like a kid's live action movie to watch as a family that weekend. And I don't know how we missed this because like we liked Sinbad. We loved Houseguest. We loved Jingle All the Way. Um, I don't know how we missed this one. So I actually have never seen First Kid. But in looking up some stuff about the movie, uh, the main character that plays the kid, he was almost... He was 15 when this movie was made. He looks a lot younger than 15 in this movie. Um, he also really? played young Gordon Bombay in both of the first two Mighty Ducks movies. So that's kind yes, of a cool did. connection. Uh, Robert he Guillaume ran for senator or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking at like yeah he yeah I don't know if he won. Did he win? I don't. I honestly don't know. But um, I don't think so. I he, his profile picture on IMDb. He's got like the little flag lapel pin and stuff like that. But he looks he looks like a very old man, oddly enough. But uh, yeah, a lot like Robert Guillaume is in this movie, who is a really good actor. One of those guys I feel like I've seen in a bunch of stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. Timothy Bus Timothy Busfield is in this movie. I didn't know yeah. that either. Um, I just think of him in Little Big League. But yeah, I'm gonna definitely have to. This has got to be on Disney Plus. I will have to check it out maybe. Yeah, it's, it's, a Dis- it's technically a Disney I mean, movie. Simple movie. Yeah. Um, point A to point B. Um, but yeah, it's it's good. I like. It. I feel like they don't. Do they make kids kids movies like this, like family movies like this anymore? I feel like it's not really a. Don't I don't. Really I also don't. I don't much. pay attention to this kind of when I see movie trailers for kids movies. I don't usually pay attention, and I need to start now. Um, but yeah, yeah. I don't, I'm, you know, a lot of the movies my kids into are still like the cartoon, like animated, Disney, yeah, Pixar, like those are the big, those are the big, those ones. the money makers. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they've been doing the live action, I guess, remakes of the cartoons, like with Beauty and the Beast, Jungle mm-hmm. Book, I think was yeah. one they did and then the Lion King, but that doesn't count cause they were still CGI. That's true. Um, I think with those animals. So yeah, um, I yeah I don't haven't really seen a lot of this type of movie anymore or anything mm-hmm. that's coming out like that uh, recently. Right. So right, yeah. All right. Well, Justin, what's yes. Your number four. My number four. I can't remember if this. Was, I know. I don't think. I don't think this was on my list before. Uh, this is another movie that 
anytime it's on, I'm going to sit and watch the whole damn thing. And I know it's on Disney Plus, and I'll be honest, I've I've sat and watched it on Disney Plus prior to having a child when I had free time. Um, man, those were the days. Anyway, uh, my number four, Ben Stiller is in this. Um, he's probably the nice. most famous person. I, yeah, you know where Paul Fig, Keenan Thompson's in this as well. As is Aaron Schwartz, who was in Mighty Ducks. Uh, Judd Apatow helped write it along with Stephen Brill, who is the writer. And I believe, I don't know if he was the director of Mighty Ducks, but he's the director of this as well. And that is Heavyweights from 1995. I love this nice. movie. The box art of all the kids carrying this giant hot dog, like, just cracked me up as a right. kid in the in the videos in, in Blockbuster. Um, holy cow. Like, just the premise, you know... Oh, you're going to go to summer camp. Oh, there's all this cool stuff, but it's also a fat kid camp. And then Ben Stiller comes in. Tony Perkis buys it. I still remember uh, uh, one of the PlayStation 2 games, SOCOM, that I used to play with my buddies. One of the guys on our squad that we had, his username was Tony Perkis. And I never understood who the hell he was referencing until he's like, you know, it's from that heavyweights movie, right? And I felt like such an idiot uh, that I didn't get that. Oh, my gosh. I know, but just, yeah, like, uh, just them hiding the food in, uh, in everywhere. Um, Sean Weiss's character, yep. I believe he's the one that, like, they take him away, and then they find out he just got sent home for a little while, I believe, or something. I can't remember the logistics of that, but, um, yeah, Paul Figg is awesome in this movie. Uh, he's, he's, he's a pretty famous writer and director now. He was also from Kids in the Hall. Um, it's just a fun, again, like a fun kids movie that you can enjoy even as an adult which i feel like is sorely lacking um mm-hmm. it's just a just a fun movie and it's silly and you know they're they have the competition against the the baseball camp across the lake who are just complete assholes you know your typical jocks um which is funny since we're a baseball podcast but yeah that's my uh that's my number four it's just a fun fun movie i love that movie i, I could watch that all the time so there you go yep Good, good one. Um, Thank you. Number four for for me is uh, Beethoven. Oh wow! I have not thought about I that movie that in one. forever. Um, yeah, I just yeah, it's it was a really good uh, movie with the dog. Um, kind of a reminds me of uh, when I was growing up. My dad was always didn't want a dog. We ended up getting one. <laughs> you had um, two. Yeah, he was right? he he always seemed like uh Charles Grodin's character in that uh didn't like the dog didn't want the dog. Every, everybody else in the family loved the dog. Um it was yeah, it was a good movie. Uh, I loved there's a lot of funny um parts to it. I know the um part that I always quote is when um the dog uh Be- the, the dog Beethoven eats his bacon on the they set like bacon down for Charles Grodin to eat and Beethoven reaches up there and eats it and then he tra- foolishly tries to take the bacon out of the instead of just saying you, you know you darn dog don't eat the you know off the table or anything like that he's trying to take the bacon out and then he like puts the dog's head in his lap and it gets like drool all over him he's like oh <laughs> i got drool on me and he's like now i got to change my pants if i change my pants i got to change my shirt if i change my shirt i got to change my tie and he just like goes in that whole spiel. I use that that line every once in a while when you know I'm helping the kids out in the morning and I get like you know food on me or something like that and I'm like oh I guess I got to change my shirt if I change my shirt I got to change my pants if I change my pants I got to change my <laughs> socks. So it's it's you know quotable movie. Um, there's right, a lot of good right. big big names in that. David Duchovny's in that. 
Um, and oh, I was wow. at the I didn't age know that. when that movie came out. I'm like, oh, that's that's Mulder. Like, what's he doing in this type of thing? I had like, no I idea he know. was even in that. Holy cow! You didn't? Wow. You don't? You, no, I didn't watch X Files until. I think your sister and I did like a binge watching where we watched like seven or eight seasons of X-Files every night after dinner. And that probably was like two or three, four or five years ago. So I never watched. I did not really know who David Duchovny was until I think I saw him in the movie Evolution in like 2000, 2001, which that was a cow. horrible. It was a horrible movie, by the way. Um, I know I saw Evolution Beethoven that bad. I remember it being kind of stupid. Was it stupid? It was stupid, but it was okay. I mean, it was supposed to be stupid. I, I that's one that I need to go back because that was also again that was before I watched uh, uh, X Files, and I love X Files. Yeah. I don't know how I missed out on that, but um, I remember. I know we rented Beethoven as kids. I know we watched it, but short of knowing that Charles Grodin is in it, uh, which according to Mac on It's Always Sunny, he's a lovable curmudgeon. Um, mm-hmm. I think is the exact line. Uh, and short of Beethoven being the dog, the St. Bernard, I could not tell you anything about that movie besides those two things. That's all there's I That's all big, I remember. There's a lot of big names in that. Uh, Stanley Tucci's in it. Wow. Yeah. Oliver Platt. Okay. Yeah. They're both they're like the goons. Uh, yes. David Duchovny's in it. Joseph Gordon-Levitt's in that movie. Really? Holy cow. He plays okay, this all went students. over my head. Okay. Yeah, well, he didn't have a big role, so. It's, um, and as somebody, and I then, love um, Third Rock from the Sun, so I I might need to go back yeah. and watch this now. So. And then, uh, well, he didn't have a big. No, I know, but still, just to see him, yeah. But then uh, Patricia Heaton's in it as well. Is she is she the mom or what is she? No, she plays uh, like David Duchovny's business partner. I, oh. I would assume it's yeah. Okay. I don't um, even remember like partner. the the premise. I know they they they, they get the dog. And that's all yeah. I remember. So, I'm yeah. man. I'm getting old. I don't remember anything. Um, and I know there was Beethoven's second, right? I remember that. I remember. I know we watched that at least once. Yeah, that wasn't that good. No, so. I kind of was Charles Grodin in that one or no? Yes, he was. Yep. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, they still had the same family. Um, okay. In it, but yeah, it was, it was, it was a good movie. I liked it. Yeah. Yeah. My number four. All right. Very cool. Um. All right. Three? My number three, uh, feel the rhythm, feel the rhyme. Come on, Jamaica, it's bobsled time. Uh, that is nice. my number three. Cool Runnings, another movie. I'm not gonna lie, I somehow never saw until I was probably in high school or college. Oh I never gosh. saw it as a kid, and like it, it has all these quintessential things I would have loved with the sports angle, and I loved John Candy as a kid. Um, Couple interesting John facts. Great in that movie. John John Candy is excellent in 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 all things, but especially in this movie. I did not realize this was the final John Candy film to be released before he passed away. Um, he really? died five months later while filming Wagons East, which was released after he had already passed. So, um, final movie before he passed away. It was the highest grossing movie at the time for Disney Pictures, which is insane. That that's awesome. Wow. Uh, Denzel Washington turned down the role to play um, Darius Bannock, and Eddie Murphy to- turned down the role to play Sanka. Which um, really, I could not see Eddie Murphy as Sanka. Could you see him as Sanka? I just don't see it. No. Well, Apparently, he didn't like the pay that was offered, so he turned it down. But um, I I could see him be I'm. I mean, it'd be a different like version change, of it that for changes sure. the movie like yeah it was good that they had guys that you didn't really 
that weren't big at you do you say denzel denzel yeah yeah oh wow so yeah i mean that changes the movie entirely i feel like having those two guys on board and yeah i just i feel like the guys that they had um who was it uh i can't think of senko's name but he was in i think some tv show um growing up in the 90s um but yeah i i think i think him and um yeah, Ben, they both had a good vibe uh, yes. in the movie. And I just I feel like Eddie Murphy and Denzel that just It would have been different. It yeah. I can't make that connection for those two in that movie. So, I'm I'm I guess glad they didn't didn't get it. So, uh, another another fun fact um to go along with that Disney originally envisioned the cast to be Denzel Washington as Darius Eddie Murphy as Sanka, Wesley Snipes as Ewell, and Marlon Wayans as Junior. That was what they thought of when they were writing this, um, which sounds Marlon insane Wayans to think about it now. Junior. Yes. Wesley Snipes as Ewell is a very – that one makes a little more sense because Ewell is kind of like the standoffish, kind of straight-faced um, yeah. character. But the, the other cool thing is – I forgot about this too. In 2014, the Jamaican bobsled team qualified for the Sochi Olympics. Um, they were the two-man team. Uh, the Olympic uh, General Secretary of the Jamaican Bobsled Federation, Dudley Stokes, who is one of the main people in the real version of, of what happened because the, the characters are all fictional. He said, I don't think the support for our team like we've seen over this time would have been sustainable without the ongoing appeal of that Disney movie. Uh, it says the team received funding from many sources, including one donation campaign held by an online community for Dogecoin. Um so there you go. I, I don't know. I just think it's so funny. Uh, in Norway, this movie is called Cold Buttocks, which is interesting. Uh, That's funny. In France, it's called Rasta Rocket. And a few other characters that okay. were considered for roles. Cuba Gooding Jr., Jeffrey Wright of the recent uh, uh, Detective Lieutenant Gordon in Batman, and Eric LaSalle from ER uh, were originally also trying to audition for the role along with Tupac. So there you go. What was Tupac supposed to be? It doesn't say. It just says that he was he auditioned for the movie, and I don't know. Doesn't say what role, but um, yeah, I don't know. Great movie, just a fun one. If you've never seen it, watch it with your kids. I remember uh, one day, like the last day before winter break, one year I let the kids vote, and they voted for some stupid movie, and I'm like, no, nah, I don't even have that movie. We're gonna watch Cool Runnings, and I got so much crap from them. And then we started it, and by the end of the first day, because it was like a, a day and a half movie, by the mm-hmm. end of the first day, they're like, we're going to watch this tomorrow, right? Like, we really want to see how this ends. I'm like, oh, don't you worry. We are going to finish it. Like, like, just give it a chance. It's a good movie. You guys are going to yeah. like it. And then, by you know, of course, they loved it. So there you go. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, yeah, you should have just punished them and said, no, we're not going to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> No, because they do, always they voted for work. like trolls, and I'm like, no, I'm not sitting here and watching trolls. Sorry, guys, I'm vetoing Good. the trolls. So, there Good you job, go. Justin. Thank you, thank uh, you. What, I laid down the law. What are we on? We're on number three. Uh you are on three. It? Yeah. No, uh, I'm oh. on three. Or you? Yes, you're on three. I'm going on to yeah. two. Go ahead. Okay. My number three was your number four. It is heavyweights. Oh um, yes. I, for everything you said, uh, is great. Uh, yeah. They go to uh, fat camp. Um, he's told that he's going to go to fat camp, and then he gets all upset, and then he finds out that, oh, these guys, everybody here is fat, and they've been, like, he finds out they've all been there for, like, five years straight. Yeah, nothing's just, changing. Nobody's, like, lost any weight. And right. And the, then they do the unveiling of the, uh, the, the blob that they snuck oh, in yeah. and everything like yeah. that. 
Um, yeah, it was it's great. And I love the um, when Tony to- Tony Perkis takes over. I think was it was it um, Pat Finley was the yes he is the counselor the, the guidance the, counselor the leader of their their camp and right. he like looks at him and he's like how many of years have you been here? And he's like, <laughs> he was there like the the most since senior. he was a kid Actually, yeah I think that's when uh, Frank uh, not Frank um, but. Um, Jerry Stiller, because he yes. plays Ben Stiller's parents, Which, and, and his take, mom too. Yeah, oh, wait. Are they? No, they. I'm trying to think. Jerry. They Stiller played the ones that owns the, original, the camp, right? Yes. Yeah, the original host. Yes. And yeah, that's right. They they get bought out, but yeah, it was Tony. Whoever Tony Perkis's dad is, and it asks like, who's the most senior person here? And it's it's. Did uh, you know that's Tom Ben Stiller McGowan. plays Ben Stiller plays that character too? That's right. He yes. does. I totally forgot yes. that. Such um, a good movie. But yeah, the, he uh, he asks them. He goes, "Who's the most senior?" It's uh, Tom McGowan's character, and he's like, yeah. "Oh, how long have you been here?" Like, <laughs> and he doesn't do anything. He's like, "Oh, okay, okay, <laughs> yeah." In charge. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I like that movie. It's it's great. Um, it's a it's just a fun movie. It's fun. Uh, and it's fun. Yeah. It's so it's my one. number three. I feel like there's so many of those kid actors in that movie were in other movies throughout the '90s. Like that was, and then you look at their like IMDb. It was like a Mighty Ducks reunion, yeah. And then, like, some of them, you look at their IMDb page, and they weren't in anything else. Or they're, like, struggling actors doing indie movies nowadays, you know? So, awesome. Good choice, Vinny. That's a a great pick. And I feel like maybe that's one I should put it on, but I know Maddie wants it it still to watch it. No, I don't don't think I want to have it higher, but... um, No? No. No, these last two are go-tos for me that i still watch on a yearly what's your number two then my number two this is a a controversial choice because it's rated pg although a lot of um parent groups were not happy with the amount of violence in it but it is still based on a kid's well the kid the comic book isn't a kid's comic book but the cartoon was definitely a kid's cartoon and that is the original 1990 teenage mutant ninja turtles I love that movie. Should it be PG-13? Hell yes. If Mrs. Doubtfire is PG-13, the original TMNT should definitely be PG-13. Um, I think I like that one the most because out of the three, well, there's other Ninja Turtle movies, but out of the 90s Ninja Turtle movies, it's definitely the darkest one. It's kind of got a really dark vibe. Um, you know, Shredder and the Foot Clan are trying to get kids to come and steal stuff. And like, it shows them in their hideout and it's all these kids just hanging out like, smoking and drinking and playing video games all day and then they occasionally do martial arts and then go rob people and kick the crap out of people um sounds like casey it does right like what did i I wasted my childhood i could have been joining the foot clan um casey jones in that movie is awesome i can't remember the oh what's the actor's name i can't think of his name he was also on chicago pd um shoot elias codius that's it my, my parents were like, hey, Casey Jones is in this. I'm like, wow, I'm impressed that they remembered that he was in the original Ninja Turtles movie. Um, so good. So many good action scenes. The second, Dis- or second Disney movie. The second Ninja Turtle movie, I feel like, is more Disney- Disney-fied, even though it's not a Disney property. Secret like of the Ooze. It is good. Don't get me wrong. It's fun. It's more family, not focused, but more family-friendly. Um, where the first mm-hmm. one's kind of grungy and grimy and it's really, it's like, it's a lot of the scenes are all filmed in a dark lit place. Um, yeah, like that came out. I was three. I was in love with the Ninja Turtles. I think I probably still have that VHS somewhere cause I never threw away my VHS tapes and my parents made me take them when I moved out. So, um, 
yeah, I don't know what else to say. It's just a great movie and uh, awesome. Awesome movie. Nice. I have the movie poster hanging That's up in the basement, movie. so there you go. Your I choice. I remember the second one, um, the, the Secret of the Ooze, with the, I think it was like Dunkin' Donuts or something like that that was in there. Oh, and the donuts? Like, yeah. Yeah. I don't, they I might have been Dunkin' Donuts, yeah. With Tokar and Razor, really and they got the the ice cubes inside that they needed them to eat to shrink back down. Is that what you're talking about? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. See, I don't. I shouldn't know this much about these movies, but I do. So good. Tra- <laughs> uh, that it. It's a great movie. Um. All right, Vinny. What's your number two? I'm curious because I don't know where you're going My with these last two. Two is blank check. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I okay. I always wanted to have a million dollars after seeing this movie. Um, I thought that, like him getting that money. Well, yeah. I mean, at that age, getting that money, that was like, wow, that would be so cool to have my own house, have all this cool stuff. Um, yeah. I just and now looking back on it and seeing that movie, it's like, how the heck did he blow through a million dollars? Yeah. In that <laughs> It's absolutely ridiculous, um, but yeah, it's um, it's a good movie. There's uh, what, James uh, Rayborn's in it. Um, uh, yeah, it's it, it's just a fun. Again, it's a, a lot of these movies I'm picking. Obviously, they're not great. They're kids. No, movies, but it was no. Just, it was a fun movie, but it was one of those movies that I always like to put on because it was just like, such a fun premise of the movie. Um, I think uh, I think what's with the um, his limo driver, the the quote is, you got something, it's S-T-Y-L-E style. I always think of that <laughs> line. Um, it's a good line. Yes. Um, yeah, the, uh, was it uh, Michael Lerner's character, Biederman, when he's asking him about when uh, Juice comes in to pick up the, the money for him, and he's, like, talking about the chickens and the, the hen and stuff like that, that – that part's always funny. I was going to say, that. I was waiting for you to bring up Tone Loke as Juice, because he probably steals that movie. Like, he's my favorite character in that entire movie. He's really good in that, yeah. Um, although he does blow chunks in the car, which is absolutely yeah. disgusting. And, yeah. were, and, like, thinking about that, like, getting sick in the Jaguar, like, I can't imagine what Can't even imagine that, yeah. That can't fathom that. No. Um, but yeah, it was, it's a you know goofy premise. Um, always fun though if you're a kid watching that, thinking like, man, I could get my own. Like, if I got that money, man, I would spend it on this, set. this, and this, and stuff like that. Um, nowadays, as an adult, it's like you should probably invest that and just live off the interest. Do you? You? Yeah, exactly. You have to. You're gonna have to refresh my memory. Great movie. I enjoy that. That's on my honorable mentions. I don't remember a lot of the specifics because I mean it's going on like probably 25, 30 years since I've seen it. But do you remember how the hell did he get the bank to deposit the check? Do you remember what the stipulation was well, that, that they? That's what the 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 bank. Um, they took him to Biederman, the check mm-hmm. or the teller did. Okay. And Biederman was working with Quigley. Um, That's right. Okay. And that he had his money for him, so then he got gave it. him the money. Okay. Um, because he thought he was he thought the kid was the he thought he was Juice the guy that yes. was on the drop to pick it up. So, um, yeah, so that's that's how that happened. <laughs> that's how that – okay. I couldn't remember. I know they had to write it in somehow, but I could not remember what it was. Um, yeah, that's that's a great movie. Isn't there kind of like a weird 
kiss there between the weird, kid yeah, and the adult. There yeah, is that we whole weird like the kid love, being in yeah. love with the special agent and stuff yes. like that. But yeah, you can you can gloss over that. It was the '90s. It wasn't a big. Well, deal. I mean, I don't know. It, it, as a kid, didn't you have a crush on? Oh yeah. Yeah, and someone that was older. Or something. Yeah, no, that's I. I you just assume, to that. like, yeah. that's what that was. And I'm I'm glad you brought up Quigley, who Miguel Ferrar, I believe, is how you say his name. Yes. he's a guy. He's in so many things, and I feel like he always plays a bad guy. Usually, yep, I could be or wrong. It's like jerk or something. Yeah, I did not realize he passed away in 2017 from throat cancer. But the one thing I remember him in, and I really? I didn't see this until recently. I had action figures of it when I was a kid, but he was in robocop he was one of the guys that worked for the tech company in robocop which have you ever seen robocop i have not okay so as a kid i had all the robocop action figures there was a robocop cartoon but i never saw the actual robocop movie uh until college because it was rated r so a kid's not going to see that movie holy shit that is a hard hard r rated r movie i can't believe they turned that into a cartoon for kids like there's like dismemberment and in like stuff limbs being blown off and shown like it's gruesome. Really? Yeah, like it's still a fun action movie, but it's rough. Like I I was sitting there as a college kid and I'm like, how the hell did I have action figures of this? You know what I mean? But right? What are you going to do? So it was a it was a simpler time back then. All right. It was uh my number one uh, this is no surprise mighty ducks i don't know what else to say i feel like a broken record whenever we do 90s stuff because the mighty ducks always works its way in um i'll recap uh, i mean great actors gordon bombay great 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 uh mm-hmm. plot silly to a certain extent hans is awesome uh the the guy that knows gordon and grew up with him he's the owner of the pro shop uh coach o'reilly is just such an asshole and and you just love to hate that guy i mean I, how many times do we use that gif mm-hmm. uh when it comes to winning about winning if it's if you're not it's not oh, worth yeah. winning if you can't win big um mr ducksworth and quack 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 and the flying v the oreo line the awesome jerseys which i mean Vinny, you have one of their jerseys you know i have two i should have worn my you have do you have two of them oh yeah you have a uh, the yeah. d2 ones right yep okay I I, 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 sh- so I, I should have worn my Hendrix one. I have that in the closet. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I don't need to say much more. It, it's the reason I one of the reasons I got into hockey. I still could watch that movie probably once a month, quote it line for line. I wouldn't be tired of it, even though it's a kid's movie. I, I will admit, though, I did not watch any of the second season of the TV show. I heard it was not good. I didn't either. Didn't even. I saw it. I saw them putting it on like cable tv to try and get more people to watch it but you know what really? you don't got you don't got gordon bombay uh, and i didn't hear anything ducks. about if joshua jackson came back because he was rumored to have come back as charlie conway i did not hear anything about that so. so i'm guessing it didn't happen so i i think i might bow out on that the first season was not good it was not really that great yeah the so. first season the first season was just like living off nostalgia yes. and having Gordon like Gordon stole Carried the it. entire first season. Yeah. Yeah. And then just like the goofiness like the goofiness wasn't even good goofy. It was just like No, it was stupid goofy. Stupid. Like yeah. the closing of their eyes and playing yeah. who in their right mind would close their eyes and play hockey. You, like, it doesn't it, work. 
we watched was a D two over the summer when we were mm-hmm. at the oh yeah the, on vacation like, yeah. the river house <laughs> yes and we were joking about like all the, you were telling me all the things that were illegal and stuff like, yes I would question like they, they couldn't do can that, they right? they do that like, no they couldn't no but it was still more believable than sitting like you would you would say oh that's that might be against the rules or something like yeah. that they they played it off where if you don't know the rules of hockey just kind of really yeah think anything of it kind of yeah. goes over your head but like closing your eyes on a hockey rink and pu- passing the puck around with other people that are have their eyes open and are more yeah. talented than you is very unbelievable yes and that, 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 that kind of lost me there. I, I feel like that might be why, as an adult, I think I like the first one more. Is because it's much more, this is going to sound stupid, it's much more grounded in terms of stuff they do. Like, as a kid, mm-hmm. I loved D2. But like you said, as we're sitting there watching it as adults, I'm like, oh, yeah, that, that doesn't happen. Oh, no, you can't do that. Can't oh, do as soon as he... Buck. It can't do a knuckle puck. It doesn't work. As a kid, I tried it so many times. It, it doesn't well, work. Everybody like, tried it. We, again, every, we you had kids, to. We had no idea. But, like, in, you know, the... You know, the magically getting Keenan Thompson into all the goalie pads, but no one on team Iceland notices. Come on. Like, and then as soon as you take your helmet yeah. off in peewee hockey, as soon as someone loses a helmet, you blow the whistle. You cannot keep playing. It's not like the NHL. So, um, yeah, I, I I'll shut up because I could talk about the mighty ducks forever. That is my number one. There you go. Nice. Very, very good movie. Good choice. Um, thank you. Yep. Uh, was on, it would be on my list if I didn't pick it before. Yes, you were well, smart. You tried to switch it up, which I can appreciate. Yep. Um, well, I wouldn't say smart, maybe stupid. Um, but my number one is uh, The Sandlot. And oh, good it pick. Is a great movie. I can't believe I didn't have it on my list before. I think yeah. I threw Toy Story in there just to kind of switch it up. Um, switch it up because my Toy Story is number five, although. I feel like maybe I didn't pick the Sandlot because I picked it for sports movies oh, or yeah, something like yeah. that before, but I'm picking it this time because I don't remember why it wasn't on my list last time. It should have been. The Sandlot is such a great movie. Uh, the, probably the like my favorite coming to age movie like during my like childhood. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was like perfect essentially in that aspect. Um, you know, there's a lot of. It's like a perfect summer movie. I know I used to watch that all the time, like right at the beginning of the summer, because it was just it had that embodiment of no school. You're, you know, get out of your house, go do whatever. I never had a Sandlot. Um, no, or I played baseball with kids growing up, but I, sure. I understood that. Like I got that aspect having a group of friends um, that you get close with. Um, right. I think we, I think most of us understand that and can appreciate what that movie does. And then getting in trouble with those friends and then trying to essentially hide it from your parents. Like they do with the base when they, the signed baseball they signed, yeah. baby Ruthie. Um, and then, you know, trying to right the wrong, um, yeah. and trying to, you know, you know, fix whatever broke. Um, and then just like the, the childhood stories, you know, mean Mr. Myrtle, he's got this big, bad junkyard dog that eats kids, um, you know, type of thing. The, the urban legends that kids build up about, you know, maybe a neighbor or something like that. You yeah. know, we kind of all relate to that because there's always something like that in our lives growing, you know, gr- when we were growing up. Yes. Yeah, I, that that's another one that would have been I could probably swap out a couple of these for on on a different day. I could definitely swap those mm-hmm. out and put in the sandlot. That's another one. 
Dennis Leary is the dad. I I love that character. James Earl mm-hmm. Jones as Mr. Myrtle is so good. I feel like I'm trying to find the exact quote, but it goes something along the lines of, you know, um, oh, you're not in trouble. You're Oh, here it is. Uh, Mr. Myrtle, I take it back after he, he hears about the lost baseball. You're not in trouble. You're dead where you stand. Like, I love that line. I, I don't know why, you know, squints, the pool scene with Wendy, Wendy Pfeffercorn or Peppercorn. I can never remember. Is it Peppercorn? I think it's Pfeffercorn. Okay. I think like we that talked whole... about that on a older yes, podcast. Yes, I feel like we did. Um, it's such a good movie. And and like you said, like as somebody who grew up playing Little League and played baseball for a long time, really enjoyed it, um, you know, tr- between that and the, the travel um, all-star, whatever the hell it was called, travel team league that I was in for a couple seasons or a season. Like baseball was a big deal to me. And I think you nailed it. Like summer – I, I remember, like, well, we had a baseball field probably three blocks from our house, but nobody on our street was really my age except, like, one kid, right, that liked that like, that mm-hmm. I could talk into playing sports. Nobody else cared. So, like, we would literally just play baseball in my driveway, and, like, this tree was first, the sidewalk was second, the bush over there was third, and then I we had, like, we had, like, a goofy home plate from, like, a t-ball set from when we were kids, which... I found it and I still have it in my garage is a sentimental thing. My mm-hmm. sister laughs every time she sees it. Cause she remembers playing, playing but like we were playing. That was like with a wiffle ball, like the idea of having uh, a, a quote unquote team that wasn't your little league team that you could go and play and practice just sounded so cool. And then when they do mm-hmm. take on that little league team and they beat them, it's like, Oh, it's just, it's so awesome. You know what I mean? So it's just a good scene. It is. The... It's great. Yeah. Yeah, it's that. it's it's awesome. Um, such a good movie. The giant I, I, cake in that one too. That that's, yes. that's one of those. That's one of those uh, Home Alone meals that the you mac and cheese. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like and I that, think that during cake looks during divine. that scene, they're playing like um, I think they're playing Wipeout, Wipeout, which was like one of my favorite yep. songs as a kid. So that was awesome. And, and I love too just them sleepover in the clubhouse the s'more stuff mm-hmm. trying to figure out how you know all these different plans the erector set the the vacuums which is so yep. funny um no, just the a great stick movie where they use like, yeah. the broom handle like yes what are you gonna do with that what are you gonna like, do with that like, the the pot makes sense because you can cup it and bring it right back, but then the i always wonder what actually happened to that stuff like because obviously they're in their mind they're picturing this giant junkyard dog, but like what yes. really destroys their erector yeah. set? Like, like it got caught on something. Some big yeah. giant dog isn't sitting there like shaking the entire clubhouse. Like I guess yeah. I I always think back to like okay, what actually happened when all that stuff failed? Like, yeah, and you know did did the dog you know maybe the dog did bite the pipe and stuff like that but yeah. it wasn't like you just saw it because it's sticking down there so he went to bite it and they're just you know picturing this gigantic beast of a dog right right yeah i feel like that's one of the best reveals is when you know they show the dog multiple times from different angles and it's like this gigantic huge ass puppet obviously or, or prop or whatever yeah. and then you see the real dog at the end it's like that's just a regular dog like that, you know, especially right. when he just sits and then he digs up all the other baseballs for the kids. It's like, oh, it's adorable. Mm-hmm. So great, great choice. I should I could have worn my Sandlot shirt. I have a Sandlot shirt. I, I could have worn that, too. I'm really slacking Jeez. this week. Um. All right. You got any other honorable mentions real quick before we go to the write ins? 
No, I don't. No, I mean, okay. I said them in an earlier yeah. episode. In episode was it uh, sixty four? I okay. said them all. So yeah, uh, not going. The only to. other ones I had were Richie Rich, Dunstan Chucks in, Mighty Ducks two, TMNT two, Space Jam. Technically, I didn't put in here because it's half animation. Uh, Rookie of the Year, Little Giant, Sandlot, and this is one that I remember watching a lot as a kid. I feel like it was on HBO all the time, and that was Man of the House with Chevy Chase and Jonathan Taylor Thomas. Great That's movie. That's a great one. I remember that yes. was when they were in, like, was it Indian Guides, and they had to pick, like, a, a Native American name. I was, like, yes. enthralled with that. I thought that was so cool, and I, I never did Boy Scouts you or any of that, that. So No. Were you? I was. What was your name? Uh, we actually went because that movie came out. We did were, you really? Yeah, we all went as like because we would meet like I, we would meet like every every once a week we okay. would meet. Um, and you know, so once that movie came out and that was kind of like a big Thing. aspect of it, the whole the whole I guess tribe is what we were yeah. called. Um, went out to that movie as like the get together that week, and that was oh, that's that was cool. really fun. I remember doing that. Um, yeah, George went to that movie. Yeah, it yeah. was great. What was your Very okay? I gotta ask. What was film. what was your name? Did you get to pick a name? Yes, I was the Little Dipper. My dad was the Big <laughs> Dipper. Okay, that's interesting. I, I'm gonna next time I see your dad, I'm gonna call him the Big Dipper and what see was, what he says. What was Chevy Chase's in that? It was. Oh, God. oh, hold on, I'll find it. Uh, what was? Do you remember what Jonathan Taylor Thomas's was? So, oh, uh, okay. Little wing and hold on. Let me, I'm not going to look it up yet, but I want to say Chevy chase was squatting dog. Does that sound right? Yes, That's what it is. Is that it? Holy shit. That was yes. somewhere deep Good in God. the recesses of my brain. Uh, I don't know why I you remember, can't remember that, most but... people's names uh, that we've been talking about tonight, but you remember <laughs> Chevy chase's Indian guides name. Wow. Okay. Here's, dog. here's another funny thing. I did not realize that the mom was Farrah Fawcett. Did you know that was Farrah Fawcett? Yeah. I had no idea. Yeah. Wow. That's crazy. Really? Yeah, no clue. Not a clue. Good for her. I know she passed away, though, last, what, five, six, seven years, something like that, too. But, yeah. all right, um, let's get to the write-ins so then we can go to bed. Yes. Do you want to start you or do you first? want me to start? Sure. You can start first. All right, Chris, our guy, wrote in. He did it again by year, which I think is a really good way to do it. He said 1990, he had Home Alone, 91, My Girl, and Hook. I'm... This might be controversial. I've never seen my girl. I mean, whoop, sorry. I know the gist of it is he gets killed by bees. He needs that's his glasses. Ending. Oh, that's the ending. Sorry. Uh, I, that's all I've seen. And then Hook. I'm, okay, this is controversial. I don't like the movie Hook. Do you like that movie? What the hell is wrong with you? <laughs> that should be a soundbite. That is a eh. good movie. That would, be on my, that would be on my honorable mention list. That I, almost made my top five until, yeah, we were talking more and yeah i, I just it, yeah, but yeah not was, not a fan why not robin williams he's yeah great. i just i is julia roberts dustin hoffman like, takes place in england hey uh glucose in the chat says my girl is awesome i have never seen my girl i, I know erica has tried to get me to watch it multiple times and i always managed to find a way it's out kinda of it creepy dan Aykroyd's john uh, in it. not john candy that, justin uh, oh, he likes John Hook, Candy. too. Man, I feel bad. I hope I'm not offending uh, Glucose here. No, I'm, I'm not Justin, a fan. you've well, offended me, and you well, don't feel that, bad about that? That's on a regular basis, Vinny. That's just old hat but, at this point, right? I know. I was going to say Dan Aykroyd, though, is in yes, My Girl. You should like that. He's the dad, right? Yeah, and um, yeah. Uh, Jamie Lee Curtis. I did not know that. 
Did not know that. Yeah. I, th- Hook, I, I think. I, I don't know. I'm not a My I, Girl aficionado. But maybe I'll have to go back, that. and I would sooner watch Hook than I would My Girl. I'll tell you that much. But uh, isn't it like well, Banner, I mean, Banorama, what, okay, what Bam you like or something? About Hook? I just I, – I'm not real big – well, I shouldn't say I'm not into fantasy stuff because I still play video games with fantasy stuff. And you um, love Star Wars. And I love Star Wars. Yeah, I don't know. There's something – maybe I think I saw it as a kid. I know as a kid the alligator part, which wasn't even a real alligator. Yeah. It was just a statue, right, or a wooden carving or something. Yeah, it was a, a statue clock. Yeah. Okay, that really creeped me out as a kid, and I think that's what kind of ruined it for me. I, again, I can't say why that because it's not creepy at all. So maybe I need to go back and watch it. Maybe you can make it like a family night and go back and watch it. Uh, He also said Mighty Ducks for 92. Great choice. Dennis the Menace. That was another one. I liked the Dennis the Menace that came out later with. um, Shoot, I'm betting a thousand. I can't remember anybody's name. But that one had Christopher Lloyd in it. And he played this horribly creepy, ugly, like drifter. Uh, That's the Dennis the Menace. Yeah, that's the one I didn't like because that that part scared me as a kid. Oh, the one in 93? Yes, I'm thinking of the one. It was later, and um, it was. It didn't have Walter Matthau in it. One. It was a. It was a different one. Um, all right. He also says Dennis no, the Menace. Walter cool running. Wasn't Dennis the Menace? Yes, he was in the first one. I'm the second one. It wasn't Walt. It wasn't Walter Matthau. Oh, okay. It was, and I know as soon as you're I really see the just, name, you're confusing me. <laughs> Don Rickles is is Dennis the Menace in the second one. All right, really? that one I liked a lot more. Uh, rookie of the Year in the Sandlot, 94, Little Big League, D2, Getting Even with Dad. Never saw that. Little Rascals, that was cute. In this, uh, The Santa Claus, Angels in the Outfield is another one I liked as a kid, but I have not seen since. I don't know if it still holds up. Little Giants, great movie. 95, he said Big Green, Jumanji, and Casper. Another hot take, not a real big Jumanji fan. Really? Yeah, it's fine, but I don't get the appeal. It doesn't do it for me. Why? I don't, I don't, you must I don't not know. like Robin Williams. No, I love Robin Williams. His, his comedy specials, I own like three of them. They're awesome. Glucose also says, I watched the one with Dennis the Menace with Walter Matthau and Christopher Lloyd a lot. Yeah, that one just cre- it scared the hell good. out of me as a kid. Um, uh, he also Lloyd said, is creepy in that He's one. creepy in that movie. Uh, 96, D3, Ed, Matilda, Space Jam, Homeward Bound. Good choice. 97, Jun- mm-hmm. George of the Jungle, Jungle of the Jungle, also a good movie. Good Burger and Air Bud. 98, Jack Frost and Dr. Doolittle. 99, the 13th year, Smart House, Inspector Gadget. Wow. And Johnny Tsunami. I only know Inspector Gadget from that year. Good list, uh, Chris. Thank you for writing in. Uh, Vinny, go ahead and take the next one. Uh, Lynn writes in Hook, Jumanji, Homeward Bound, Beethoven, and Sandlot. Yes, uh, Homeward ones. Bound. It's that was Beethoven, a... uh, the way she wrote that. There's Be- an H in there, Mom. Ah, uh, yeah, it's okay. Uh, Erica, to no surprise to anyone, she wrote in Hocus Pocus. Uh, Little Giants, Man of the House, It Takes Two, one. and Jumanji. Uh, yeah, so there you go. Yeah, the little giant. That's 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 a, a great really one. Solid one. That's a did great. Did you watch that one a, a lot? Ah, uh, yes, we watched that one a lot. Yes, with yes, John Madden. Uh, yes, cameo in it. That was my fantasy was football team name for a while. Was the annexation of Puerto Rico? Yeah, I remember that. But much yeah, like our played. our Twitter poll, I couldn't fit it all in, so it was all misspelled. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> to come back full um. circle here. <laughs> And my team was um, awful. Whenever writes I in one uh, number one Sandlot, number two Heavyweights, number three Hook, 
Number four, Indian in the Cupboard. Never seen that one. And number five, Jungle oh. to Jungle. That's a good one. I have never – yes. I've never seen Indian in the Cupboard, and I've never read the book. I believe it was based on a book. Uh, Gretchen, your wife, writes in. Dunstan checks in. Great choice. Richie Rich. Yes. Uh, Parent Trap, Blank Check, and Jumanji. Can we just talk about Parent Trap for a second? You have – identical twins and you're getting divorced and the thought process is oh we're just going to separate them so they never know they have a sibling like how messed up right? is that as a kid it's i thought it was up. normal but it's really messed up it is really messed up and i i did like yeah. that movie as a kid too uh lindsey lohan that was like her first acting job i think right one or one of the first ones had, yeah might have been one of the her bigger biggest her role. bigger ones yeah but yeah. can we talk about how awesome it was in Richie Rich that he had a McDonald's? In yes. His house? Yes. Didn't you always want a McDonald's? I in wanted. Your house I wanted that now? house so badly. Uh, in, right? in the da- was it the Dad Finder like three thousand? Dad yeah. not found. Dad, right? that not- room was amazing. It was. It was so cool. He had a roller coaster, and then he got some. He had a baseball like field on his property, and. Mm-hmm. They rollerbladed around the house. How great was that? And he got golden socket wrenches, too. That's right. I forgot about that. I for- completely <laughs> and I was forgot. an adult. I'm like, man, that's a good set of socket wrenches. I can, and I, I, can I, still, I still love when uh, they're trying to rob the parents in the vault. And they're like, where's all the money? This is all useless right? crap. In banks, of course. Where else would it be? And I'm like, he's smart. He knows what he's got to exactly. invest, invest that money. He was, he was hoping for, I mean, you would think like being his, he was almost like essentially his right hand man that you would yeah, know that would they know don't that. have yeah. gold bullion just sitting at their house. Like where are they moving? Like they're obviously, if they're building a vault, where are they moving it like from? Like they, yeah. why wouldn't you steal it before they put it in this vault? I, I whatever um, Mount Richmore yeah. right like how awesome is that yeah oh good choices all right who's next Dr. Mantis uh, Dr. Mantis writes in uh, number one Sandlot number two Jumanji number three Mighty Ducks D2 number four Hook and number five Home Alone Justin I think you need to go and watch Hook again uh, they made a lot of people's lists here. It did. It did. I, I think that might be like a time and place thing, though. Like the time. Like I, I saw Goonies for the first time like five years ago. It's good, but I don't know if it's as good as everyone makes it out to be. Because I think it's because I saw it as an adult. But I mean, is it? Why? Okay, what didn't you like about Goonies? Oh, I liked it. I just don't think it's like the end all be all that I feel like a lot of people my age make it out to be. That's all. It's good. I, I enjoy it's, it. It's if what it's on, I'll leave. Up with. Well, that's what I'm saying. I didn't grow up with it, so I think that's why I don't have that affinity for it. So, much I like still think if some really good, it's still. I mean, I'd say like a solid B plus. It's probably better than most of my list, <laughs> to be <laughs> honest. All right. Well, we did have a few people write in from the Game Informer Overblood Facebook group. Jordan wrote in. Now, this isn't PG or G, but this is another movie I watched a ton of. Small Soldiers, mm-hmm. he said, was a big favorite of his. I was obsessed with the fake toys in the movies, the Gorgonites uh, and the, the soldiers. So the yes. toys in Small Soldiers were the coolest ever to me. Some others were Turbo Man and Jingle All the Way. I had to get a Turbo Man for Christmas because I love that toy. Yes, that Jingle All the Way is a great one as well. Good choice. Did you get it? They had the Turbo Man toy. I don't remember that. They did. I didn't have it as a kid, and I know they re-released it like two or three years ago, and I did not get it then either. Really? I do not have it. I have the Funko Pop, but I don't have uh, 
I don't have the actual action figure. So. Actual Turbo Man. Yes. Brad writes in, Three Ninjas was a big favorite of mine when I was younger. No, it does not hold up, but I watched it so many times. Yeah, I remember that. I, the I remember that one, too. And then, like, they, they were like, I think, yes. And yeah. that's, like, I remember seeing it and not really liking it because I think the whole robbers thing scared me because I saw that too young. Just are you, are you seeing a trend? Fragile little child. Does it explain how I turned out? And then lastly, this is another hot take. Steven wrote in, he said the coolest orange VHS tape because it was published by Nickelodeon, and that's Harriet oh, the that's Spy. Right. Did you ever see Harriet the Spy? I did not see that, but I do remember like it was a Nickelodeon. I think there it was, was a, a big show, deal, right? Showed a movie, and yeah, I, I okay. think I remember Rosie O'Donnell was in it too. They had the orange tape. I remember being so excited to see that because they publicize they publish or they publicize it so much on Nickelodeon in between mm-hmm. commercials that it was coming out. And I remember we went to go see it, and I did not like it at all. Like, there's a couple spots in the movie, or at least one spot in the movie where like she totally. She's got this book where she's writing about all her friends and kind of the bad stuff. Not the bad stuff they do, but the stuff about them she doesn't like. And it gets out, and her friends just, like, totally disown her, which I get. But, like, it was such a downer in certain spots. And as, like, an eight-year-old, I'm like, oh, this doesn't make me happy. I don't, I don't want to sure watch this movie. Are you sure you're not talking about Mean Girls? No, like I'm, not, no I'm not talking about Mean Girls. <laughs> no, I, that's maybe Mean Girls uh, was influenced by Harriet the Spy. It could right? very well be. I don't know. Uh, and that's it. We've made it through another week. We're done, Vinny. Woohoo! Woohoo! All right. Well, um, you got anything else you want to share before we wrap up? I don't. No. All right. Good. Good answer. All right. Well, on that note, if you want to write in with your favorite '90s live-action kids movies or anything else we've talked about this week, tell Vinny why he's wrong and why they should draft a quarterback for the Bears if you want. I would also argue that you're wrong on that. Feel free to write in. You can comment or leave us a message on YouTube, youtube.com slash baseball, whatever, twitch.tv slash baseball, whatever. You can tweet us at baseball and what. You can also email us at baseball, whatever, gmail.com, or choose to text or leave us a voicemail at 1 at 913 808 3278. That number again is 1 at 913 808 Forms. Uh, and we do have a last-minute comment. Zach says, or Luco says, did you guys watch Cop and Half with Burt Reynolds? I watched that one a bunch when I was young. Some lines, I think, are once in a while. I don't remember that movie at all, Zach. That was a really good one. That was, was it? Alright, well, on that note, thanks again to all those that are listening and downloading. We appreciate it. Have a great weekend, and we will be back next week with more tomfoolery and fun on baseball and whatever. Have a good night, everybody.